Damas y caballeros, señoras y señores, esto es oh, el podcast. What a shirt, Dougie. <laughs> That got me distracted. Um, what's up, everyone? I am Baloney. I am here with the Southside Bum, Johnny, Dougie Freshness, as always, and special guest from the 108, My Sock Summer. My Sock Summer, how are you? What's up, fellas? I'm good. I'm doing good. Like I usually don't get to be drinking when I'm listening to you guys on a on a Monday night. And but tonight I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do some drinking. So uh, I got my huge jug of water and I got my huge uh, bottle of E. H. Taylor. So Hell I figured yeah. I do Jason right, you know, and he gives me a bottle. Like I got to drink one. So yeah, yep. I'm so, great. How are you guys as, doing? As you guys can see, Jason is still in Italy, still still gallivanting around, drinking everything in sight. Um, so I'm hosting for another day, but um, I'm excited about it. We got a lot to talk about. Johnny, I saw you pour something in your uh, in your glass right before we started. Yep. And I'm very interested in what it is. <laughs> yep. I uh, opened up the Eagle Rail. Fancy, oh, fancy so boy. Yes. Yes. I uh, I got it for a as a Christmas gift. So I thought I'd pop it open and uh, have a drink with you guys. So talk sports. Let's go. Dougie, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. Got a big boy Modelo. Hell yeah. You know, Hell yeah. I got to stay stay on brand as a diversity hire. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to join you. I got this mini fridge going. I've got uh I've got a Modelo. I'm not going to get out modeloed by the white guy. <laughs> it's just, it's, all, it's fun being the white guy with all the Mexicans, isn't it, Dougie? Like it, it really it is. is like and and like you know like I I'm right there with you and they're always like oh you don't know this and I'm like no I don't know that why would I know that like do you know this and they're like I've never heard of that that's stupid and then when they're brothers they yeah. just tell you like you don't even know what you're talking about and you're like shut the fuck up just because you don't know it doesn't mean it doesn't exist they're like nah we never heard of that shit right? yeah Come let on. it out let it all out let all out let it all out yeah. Dougie I'm asking you how you feeling because you had a traumatic injury this week oh yeah yeah. Yeah, the I'm leg. gonna put it up. I'm gonna put it up for a second. I'm gonna oh, say not safe gross. for work. This is uh, this is gross. You basically just ruined your shin forever. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. There it is. It's yeah. a belly button. Second belly button. Yeah. Saturday in Lot B, I was trying to get people to do body shots out of it, but nobody was. <laughs> I had no takers. Oh my god. god. No takers. That's you got to save that for like a playoff run that we won't see, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was just trying to break the streak. That's all at that point. I figured, you know, play to it. But, yeah, no, it was just a, a weird freak accident at work. Uh, I had, like, a 4 by 4 come and swing and just, like, the tippy corner of this wooden 4 by 4 just, ha, right in the shin. So, Ouch. yeah, it was uh, interesting. So, Oh, God. Yeah. Dougie, show us the shirt one more time. Mm. That is a That's a collector's item now. Look at that thing. Beautiful. It's pretty. It's very, very it's soft. Pretty. All right. Uh, before we get going talking sports, I'm going to toss it to, oh, man, I'm not as professional as you guys with your ads. And now it's like pre-recorded and it's yeah. got like porn music in the background. It, it you does. guys do it right now. So I just got I do it image. right. Those guys don't do shit. I don't want to make that very clear, especially here on this podcast. They don't do any of the ads anymore. <laughs> It's all it's all coming out now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like well, this. you know what? We we might have to change the 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 rundown. You can just air all your grievances now. Yeah, no, no. Let it rip. Like early. That's one thing, you know. Like when people give them credit for like ship like 
our merch getting shipped to them uh you know they're they're like oh hey thanks to treasy and loaf i was like fuck those guys we've been selling merch for like seven years they haven't shipped one package i don't think like even the <laughs> ones that they've given away for free they haven't fucking done that you know it's just like come on guys you don't need no thanks for these guys don't do that blue collar blue collar yeah. mss doing all the i can't hard wait labor. to be the fifth bum or the sixth bum because joey p is probably the fifth you know so like like maybe the sixth like because i'm, I'm okay get with that my shit so like yeah no okay. we're 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 all encompassing all welcoming you're you're on you're invited anytime we whatever you want <laughs> we can franchise out you could get your own show whatever you feel like i'll record your ads for you you know yeah I got yeah, time. You, you, and, you and Johnny, like, Johnny, Johnny's a busy man. He does all of our T-shirts, which we're going to talk yeah. about in a second. Now you guys could just, you know, bounce each other. We could ideas riff. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like Good. this. I like this a lot. A lot of, lot of 108, or not 108, excuse me. A lot of Illini stuff that we would bounce back and forth. All right. We talked about, about it. We're not going to talk any Illini. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about the Illini and or Notre Dame. That's, a, that's one of my two things. It's like we won't talk about that on the show. No, we're gonna bring you it guys, up a couple times. If you guys you're not gonna start, start, you're not gonna stop us, okay? If you guys want to start your own Illini show, that might that might <laughs> do some numbies. I'm okay with that. Spin off. Think about <laughs> it. Oh. All right. I'll, Before I'll we get going, I just want I want to talk about the shirts. Shy Sports Bums at BigCartel.com. If you guys have been to our whiskey at Comiskey's, if you've been to um, any of our tailgates. This is where we get the money to do all of that fun stuff. All of the proceeds from all of our shirts go directly back into our tailgates, goes to the food that Jason and Dougie cooks, goes back into the whiskey that me and Johnny pass out. Um, all of that fun stuff that we're able to do is through shysportsbums.bigcartel.com. So we appreciate anyone that's already bought a shirt, and um, we're going to use all of that money to have fun this summer because as long as there's White Sox games to be played, we're going to have fun. The team itself, we're going to talk about later on, maybe not as fun, but the tailgates, they'll be fun. So we appreciate everyone that's bought a shirt, that's supported um, the Whiskey at Comiskey tailgates, because we got a lot of fun things planned uh, for the summer. So thank you, guys. All right. Before we talk White Sox, I know, Jacob, you want to break down this NFL draft really good, right? <laughs> Oh God, yes! Use gov my government name and everything. Um, yeah, it, 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 I like, knew I was gonna mess that up, dude. We were in, we were at the game uh, last Thursday when all this pick stuff is going on, and I was incredibly high thanks to my man Gordo, who is like hooks me up with these 100 meg um, uh, gummies that I have to cut in to like nine slices because I can't, I can't take 100 max like I would die like or I wouldn't die I would just fall asleep I sleep for like two weeks I can't do that you know my wife has a job uh so like I, I'm taking my one corner and it was like it was a good good buzz like I was happy everyone will tell you that too like you know Treasy would even say that even though he's giving me crap the entire time um and, and busting my balls I was so happy and thank god like I was because if I had to listen to more draft talk about who the 49ers were looking at and who took who <laughs> and then Luke going, well, I think he went to Oregon like every five seconds. It's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about none of this. Um, as, as Loaf will tell you, like I can't throw a football, nor can I catch it. Actually, I can throw it. I can't catch it. Uh, even though I was going into the sun and people are throwing at my knees, no big deal. No big deal. You know, I should catch everything. I know. You know, so I, uh, but yeah, no, I, I have zero thoughts on the fucking draft. All right, so sit back and relax for five minutes. Drink, yeah, yeah. drink some whiskey. We're just going to recap it real quick because we will have um, some friends from Bears Goggles on in a couple weeks, and we're going to talk all things offseason Bears. So we're not going to dive deep right now, but we should mention, you know, the Bears, from for by all accounts, 
had a really good draft. I've seen a lot of grades being thrown out, A minuses, B pluses. Um, and it started hot and heavy early. They traded down from nine to 10 with the Eagles. Everyone thought we were in a text chain, Dougie, me, you, and Jason. Jason was up at like three in the morning, Italy time, texting us like, what's going to happen? Who are these? Who are they drafting? We thought Jalen Carter was there for the taking. They traded back down. It was obvious that they never had him on his board to begin with. Darnell Wright is our guy. Big body, big mean dude that's going to protect Justin Fields for a long time. And then from there, they just went like D-tackle heavy. There's three D-tackles in this draft. Um, the thing that stands out to me is Roshan Johnson. I haven't heard a bad thing about this pick at all. And it seems like everyone is singing his praises. Everyone's saying that if he wasn't for Bijan Robinson, you know, being the best running back in the country, he would have gotten a lot more playing time. And um, it sounds like they got a steal. So all things considered, I'm pumped. Um, Dougie, I know you're pumped and you're ready to talk draft. So I'll start with you. What do you think? So I, I was uh, initial thing. I was like, oh, man, you know, how do you not take Carter? I just right out of the gates. I was like, oh, my God, you know, he's there. You know, and you just gave him away. And uh, but then I was I was happy because, like, as I said last week, I'm like, I wanted some big bodies and we we got the biggest of the bodies. I, I wanted the Polish kid from uh, no, uh, Northwestern. Personally, I think Johnny. Too. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what? I'm, I'm happy either way. They plugged a hole. You know, they didn't just, you know, grab somebody for the taking or whatever. Um, and then the more I actually thought about it, I was like, man. He played this right. He got an extra draft pick for next year out of that, knowing that he wasn't going to take Carter. So yep. why why give it away for free? You know, he did that. And then uh, the other thing that I started thinking was, man, you know, who Carter Carter is obviously very immature. Okay, with his run-ins with the law and everything like that, and his problems. Who on that defense could mold him? We don't have anybody old, like, you know, that's been around the block that could go, hey, listen, calm your shit the fuck down, you know, or you'll be out of the league real fast, you know? I mean, look at, he dropped all the way from, you know, one, two to 10 or to nine, you know? I mean, could have been 10 if we didn't trade. So I was, I was really, after I let it sit and let it marinate, I was very happy with the pick. Um, yeah. And then they just continued to go big bodies on D, uh, you know, and, I, I was very happy. Uh, solid B, in my opinion, of the draft. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. Uh, Jalen Carter is the perfect fit in Philadelphia right now. They're a Super Bowl contending team with a bunch of veterans that know how to play the game and will get him in line. So they could just plug and play yep. Jalen Carter. We're not in that position. And the no. fact that Ryan Poles is a first-year GM, he can't swing and miss with this first-round pick, right. especially – having dropped down from one to nine and then 10, you you just mm -hmm. can't mess this up. And he didn't have the luxury of being able to say, let's take a chance on Jalen Carter. You can't take a chance. Yeah. You have to get a guy right. that you know you're going to be able to play for the next five years and not worry about it. Um, so, right. yeah, I'm okay with it. Johnny, what did you think? What did you think? I love that. I mean, I love the way that polls and I mean, uh, you got to think about it as well, too. Um, he did really good in this draft, but he still kept on getting draft capital for next year as well, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's got a lot of money to play with for next year as well, too. So, yeah, you're not going to get everything that you want and, and fill in all the positions that that um, you're in desperate need of. 
he did a pretty good job pretty, pretty much filling out everything that we need right now. Obviously, instead of uh, we don't have our edge rusher right now, but they're talking about uh, trying to get somebody out of free agency. Um, I think it started uh, today, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the mm-hmm. um, but anyways, um, I liked it. Like I said, a uh, couple uh, players that I, I I've been hearing that um, have been getting praise as well too is Tyreek Stevenson as well too, and um, I know I know Bruhan Luke's on here, and you know got an Oregon player. You know, Noel Swell. Yeah, I, mean, I, I keep on hearing, yeah, I keep on hearing good things about him as well too. He had a little bit of a downside uh, this year, but I, but they were saying it's because of the the defensive techniques that they they had uh, 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 this year instead of last year because last year he was playing a lot better than he was this year. But overall, I, I, I love all the picks. Um, I'm excited for this season. Um, I have a bet with uh, my uh, my cousin's husband Jimmy, um, where I said that they were going to go to the playoffs. Like right Ooh, now, the divi- right I now like the, divi- the right now the division is you don't have an Aaron Rodgers right now in Green Bay. I don't know what the Lions are drafting uh, this year. It was kind of crappy, but um, and Minnesota, you never know. I mean, they look good on paper, or whatnot, but I, I'm not I'm not scared of them as well, too. So um, I think that they will make the playoffs this year. Obviously, I'm not going to get too much into it, but overall, as far as the draft class, I um, I'm I'm pumped about it. Yeah, I dig it. Noah Sewell, like. Brian Luke saying, I mean, he comes from a good family. I mean, his brother is on the Lions, probably the best offensive lineman in the NFC North right now. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's good. I'm excited what Ryan Poles is doing. We said, Johnny, you mentioned free agency. Another thing to look out for, you still have all that cap money. June 1st is coming, and the June 1st cuts are going to be big because there's a bunch of yeah. teams that got to get underneath the cap by June 1st. And there's going to be a lot of names that are going to surprise you that are going to be cut. You know, veterans, people with bigger contracts that teams can't afford right now. And that's where Ryan Post can make make hay. We need an extra edge rusher, like Johnny said. And uh, June 1st might be uh, oh, an avenue to get that. So just keep your eyes open. People want to know, can we pay $5 for MSS no. to talk about the NFL? <laughs> you can't pay money no, on you don't show. want that. Like get fifty bucks, dude. Like not not five dollars. <laughs> Shit. True. We're, Come on. We're not we're not there just yet. So uh. <laughs> you could Venmo Venmo yeah, Jason yeah, directly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No. No, we don't actually, know. We, no, no, no. Don't, actually, that's no, a don't bad idea. No. Yeah. We don't know don't if he's Venmo taking Jason. money from, from from our uh, fund over that's, here. That's a good point. We I had that tweet out earlier today. This guy's posting menus of like the most expensive wines I've ever seen, and it's like. I don't know where this T-shirt money is going. We keep saying it. We put it all <laughs> right back into the uh, whiskey at Kamiski tailgate. It might be funding his Italy trip. We don't know. That. <laughs> he got married and and funded an Italy trip off of the bums T-shirts collection. Yeah. I, be- I love it. I love it. Off of Johnny's design, just skimming off the top. We don't know. Hey, you got to do it. All right. So that's enough football talk. But, um, yeah, I think we're all excited about it. And, um, oh, you know, yeah. so good exciting. times Good times are ahead for the Bears. I have that feeling, you know, like, you know, it might be our only hope in Chicago sports right now because as much as I like to talk about the Bears, we're <laughs> going to have to talk about the White Sox. <laughs> um, so since Jason's been in Italy, the White Sox have gone one and eight since his departure. <laughs> they, uh, they had a series against the Blue Jays where they lost a combined 20 to two. And then the, this last race series where you guys were at the game, Dougie, you were at two of the games. My Sox Summer, you were there all weekend, right? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they <laughs> they lose fourteen to five. They lose three to two. They lose twelve to three in a game. People, I, obviously, we're going to talk about how people were mad. A, a, a no hitter through six from Lance Lynn, and they end up finding a way to lose twelve to three. And then the saving grace was yesterday's game. If yesterday's game doesn't happen. I don't know how this podcast goes. It, it, it just might be Dougie yelling for an hour. Um, <laughs> Johnny, me and you watched that game together. We had some family things, and I did not expect it to go the way it did. They end up winning 12-9. to nine. Yeah. Um, But thank God for that win. <laughs> that win saved uh, a lot of heartache, just a lot of stress, basically. Um, so I'll start with you, my sock summer. Yeah. Takeaways from the week and of this weekend, because uh, I feel like obviously we're in a bad space. I, I we I name this historically bad because it's been a historically bad start. Yeah. But I'm looking at the standings, and and maybe it's just me being, you know, glass half full guy. The AL Central is still bad, so it's They're like pretty bad. I'm not gi- I'm not giving up hope. Um, no, so just. Thoughts, immediate thoughts about April in general and and this weekend. So you got a lot of things going on right now. You got a new system. You got a new manager. You have injuries. You have a you know your uh, your star closer who apparently leads the entire bullpen and is the guy that rallies them up. You know is gone. You know for cancer and is coming back. So he's coming back. Uh, Tim Anderson, who I think was probably anointed the guy that was going to be the leader in the clubhouse, gone um, on a dumb play, uh, which is and I think it's just hurting them. He's coming back. Uh, I'm not hearing re- really good things about Mankata coming back this year so i don't think no. that's happening but yeah. like they, it, there's this those things are happening they also have been playing good teams like the rays are fucking really good like if we were losing to the minnesota twins i would be like okay this is i get it but like even in the games and they're getting beat they're still pounding the shit out of the ball they're getting 12 hits 13 hits you know they're just not scoring they're not converting but they're hitting but that's also because you're hitting these teams or you have a team that actually knows how to play defense, that actually has a good pitching staff. You know, like yesterday, you know, what happened? I was listening to the Sox Machine podcast too. You know, you bring in your shitty relievers and the Sox just teed off. So, like, the ability to do that is nice. The also, one th- another thing that I'm seeing that is great, you know, is, is like you're having guys that you're not expecting to show up. Maybe a guy you cut at the beginning of the season hit the most home runs for the entire team in a Jake yep. Berger. You have an Adam Hazley who's been riding the pine goes four for five yesterday. I mean, it's just insane. So there, there's heart there, right? There's, there's, there's some good things happening. You know, we've got into not an argument, but a guy was saying, you know, has Pedro lost control of the clubhouse, you know, and he's been too easy on these guys in the media. And my response was like, he doesn't know enough about them and how to motivate them yet to go out and start trashing them in Chicago media. I feel like Eloy, I feel like Robert definitely would take that very personally and it it could hurt them. It could shatter their little glass souls and they could go up into a ball and not perform all year. You got to handle some of these guys that have been had their asses kissed, you know, for the longest time. You have to be nice to them and figure that out how you're going to motivate them. I think he will get there. I don't think Pedro is the problem. I don't think that the hitting is a problem. I don't think these guys like there, there's there's definitely some problems like offensively and getting timely hits and guys doing things they probably shouldn't be. But 
overall, if we're playing a subpar team, I think it's going to be better. A team more that's not one of the best teams in the league, I think it's going to look a lot better. You're going to get more dubs. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a stat out. I mean, like almost 40% of the losses are against first place teams right now. It was yeah. a tough April. I will say that. <laughs> yes. Now the Twins, the Twins are getting a tough May. Our schedule eases up a bit. I do think there's going to be a regression. They're not this bad. They're not historically bad. I, I do think they are, like you mentioned, there there's some good things. Andrew Vaughn seems to be coming into his own, both hitting and defensively. He was shaky to start the year. I feel yeah. like things are coming around with Andrew Vaughn. Like you mentioned, Jake Berger probably should have been on his team from the beginning of the season, yep. but he wasn't. That's on Rick Hahn um, and not on Pedro. Pedro was in a tough spot with the injuries, with learning a new team, everything about it. I'm not too worried about Pedro yet. I thought the two ejections, were kind of a good thing. It showed some fire. Obviously, you know, you can't be getting ejected every day, but you need to spark this team every any which way you can. So I did I didn't mind him going out there and you know getting kicked out just because it's like, oh, at least you know, there's some fire there. There's he's trying something. He's trying to he's trying to motivate this team any way he can. Um, but yeah, Dougie, you were out there. Um, you kind of went viral <laughs> um, earlier in the what was it, Saturday? Saturday, uh, yeah, it, so, dude, I, I was, I was totally at my wits' end on Saturday. Um, this is where I won't cut Pedroni slack. You had Lance Lynn at eighty something pitches, and he had nobody warming up in the bullpen, and then he gives up that home run. Still, nobody stands up in that bullpen, and I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, you know? Like once, once the no hitter and everything's gone, you got to get somebody warming up, and that's one thing that I've noticed, and I, I tend to look over more often is. He lets pitchers go just a little bit too far before he gets a guy up in the pen. And they need to work on that. Um, yeah, I had a really, really nice buzz going. And it was completely destroyed. I mean, I, I'm like, okay. So the last game that I was at was where Giolito took that one and just kind of ran out of pitches with that no hitter going yeah. and he got pulled while still having the no hitter. And then I'm like, okay, very next game that I'm back in the ballpark. I'm like, Lance Lynn has got himself a solid game going. I'm like, he's looking good. Everything's going great. And then the fucking doors pah, right yeah. off of that bitch. And I fucking lost it. And that was it. And that I, so I started a, a chant and I started fucking sell the team. And I went I've, on this. I've got the, I've got the chant because it really did resonate. People like followed your lead. So I'm going to pull it up and then we're going to talk a little bit about like the dissension within the fandom. And then we'll transition to Jerry's quotes today because oh boy, that's fun. <laughs> so here's Dougie. Sell the team! 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 That's what the fuck's up. Wake the fuck up, Jerry. So did someone tell you like to shut there. up? Huh? Did some woman oh, yell, shut up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Some lady in the back. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that there is kids shut jumping up. in on the chant. Um, but yeah, this oh, goes yeah. to a bigger a bigger point where when they're finding every which way to lose, they're losing games left and right on ways you 
couldn't even imagine them losing games. Obviously, there's going to be dissension in the ballpark. There's going to be dissension with fandom because things are not going as expected. Um, so I got a couple pictures. It started on Thursday. The first brown bag I saw, be- besides <laughs> your guys' logo, which I like, yeah. you guys put it on a koozie, and, and yeah. you guys are selling that. The first brown bag I physically saw was Father Zoe on the pin- Pinwheels and Ivy yep. show. Um, he he brought out the brown bag. He started the podcast with the brown bag. And then this weekend in the ballpark, there's one. At, yep. I believe that's Sleepy Harold. Am I correct? Well, yeah, Sleepy Harold, not with the bag, though. That's his buddy, Kevin. Oh, okay. Uh, the okay, mayor. So- the mayor. We call him the mayor. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then there's a beautiful some man brown- under that bag, too. And then there were some brown bags, uh, like, on TV. So, yeah, it's safe to say people are fed up. People are fed up with the mediocrity, the you know, the lack of, I don't know if it's the lack of, you know, responsibility within the organization or just the, the front office in general, but, um, I'll go to Johnny. Um, I think this is to be expected, right? I mean, it's not surprising. I mean, they don't, I mean, we're, we're going to transition to the whole Jerry thing. So it, it, it really don't go there yet. Don't go there I know, yet. We I got know. some more things but to yell about. Saying, what I'm saying <laughs> is that it's just very surprising. It's not surprising at all. You know, I mean, we, it's, it's tough. I actually, no, actually, I thought they were going to actually do better. Like I actually, I had the optimism and I'm sure other Sox fans did too. I thought we were going to not be how we were last year, you know, with the injuries and, 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 the, the batting average and, and even the bad feeling as well, too. We had that bad feeling last year. It's 10 times worse this year. You know, the injuries with, especially MSS, you were talking about Mankata. I don't think he's going to come back, man. I, I don't, that, that, that baggage during the, he, he has, I've been hearing that it's a lot worse than what people yeah. are, are it, yep. it's, it's, it's going to be bad. So um you're going to have TA come back. I mean, that's, that's going to be good, but is it really going to change the outcome of, of, of this team? Maybe a little bit. I mean, they, they seem to win whenever he's in the lineup, but it, it's going to take a lot more. And right now, you know, with Robert lollygagging, going to first base and, just our terrible feeling overall. Obviously, Dougie, you mentioned about you know Pedro with his bullpen management as well too. Um, yeah. It's a lot of learning curves going on right now. It's just a lot of things, just a lot of moving parts, and I hope it gets better. Like like you said, it's it's going to be an easier schedule going in May, um, and I hope it gets a lot better. They get into um, some winning streaks. Uh, they actually win series. Uh, win the for series. A we'll start there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I. I <laughs> I, I feel as, as far as optimism, I feel like it's going to change in May. Like, I feel like they're going to have a better record uh, wise in May that they did in, in April. Obviously how MSSS said that it was, um, it was a tough schedule and obviously Tampa Bay is on fire right now. And they're leading like the East by, I don't even know how many games right now. And the East is very tough as it is right now. So um, I mean, overall, like I, I hope things change in May and it, it has to be right. Can it get okay. any worse? There's- there's only right? one way to go. It could get worse. Right? I know I can't, but I hope it, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, got, the, I, I think after you see May, I'm sorry, Pete. Uh, after after May's over, we'll know who this team is because we have, we have played our division foes, everybody, uh, at least once, if not twice. So we, we're going to get through everybody, and we'll see how we do against them so yeah. that we'll have a more cl- of a clear picture on this team, and that's when you're going to really see the if we're buying or selling. Because they're they're gonna be like, all right, well, we can't beat Minnesota, or oh, we can't beat the Guardians, you know? Like, well, let's we're gonna sack this up. We're gonna start putting these people out there. But like, 
if they don't win, the the trade value for these guys is like nil. Like it's not good. Like uh, it's so it's you're hoping that the team comes around, but also like. I don't know. Like, I mean, Giolito right now, like his trade value is is, is probably not that good. Uh, Lance Lynn, I, I mean, you know, who's picking him up? Dylan Cease, yes. You yeah. know, I think people would take flyers on Luis Robert and Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson to the Dodgers is makes way too much sense, um, and that that kills me. But like, he would look really good in a Dodger uni too. But we're not there yet, so we'll we'll talk about that after May if we can't beat the Guardians or the or the Twins. You know, so, but yeah, I think that's the stretch. This is the stretch now where it's really double going to count and we're going to know who these guys are after the fact. Yeah. I don't want to talk who are we selling yet, even though we probably should be. I want to wait a little bit. You know, that should be I a. Know. I just a, jumped the gun. A I yelled at Johnny June, for doing that. I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> late June, July conversation, not a May 1st conversation. God damn it. Um, you talked about Johnny, the, the Luis Robert benching. Um, I was not watching that game, but obviously it went viral. And then as soon as that happened, it was like, oh, is he hurt? There was rumors that he was hurt. Then it was not it hurt. Um, obviously, it had to happen, right? He had to get benched. He had to. You have to send a message at that point. Yeah. No, I think he does. I think Johnny froze. Um, he's yeah. got the Telemundo internet. No, um, no. no, it's 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 been working. Don't jinx it. <laughs> but Don't no, I, I, it. I think you had a you had to bench him after that. And I think the weirdest thing um, about that whole ordeal is that you know the, your your regular suspects and all the pundits are going. He doesn't know who the assistant bench coach is. It's like, <laughs> and it's his fault. Is it Luis Roberts' fault or is it is it Charlie Montoya's fault? Like he hasn't gone up to him and and talked to him and, and like gotten his ear enough, you know? Like there that's a that's sure. a two way street. Like he should be on him and he should be talking to him too. Like it's not Luis Roberts' job to know what the name of the coach is. It's his job to hit a baseball and to stay in his lane. And and if he's doing that, okay. But like he doesn't even know who that guy is. That guy needs to make sure he goes up and talks to him and tells him who he is. Like that this is what I was hearing. I was hearing that way too much today on on, on the on the news or on, on the sports talk. And I'm like, I I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. He should know that. He shouldn't know right. that. No, I agree. Joey P is in the comments saying bench Griffold for mismanagement of the bullpen. It goes back <laughs> to what you were saying, Dougie, about not having yeah. uh not having bullpen arms ready when the starters yeah. are getting tired. The problem and the counter argument to that is maybe he trusts his starters more than he trusts his bullpen at this point, because if he's looking for the starters to get out of inning, I'd rather have Lynn or Giolito at this point, try to work out of a jam than any of the people in the bullpen, because there's not one person. And I should mention, I mean, there's Jimmy Lambert. There are people that have been pitching, better of late but there's still not one guy you go and be like this guy's shutting the team down and he you're able to trust to get out of a jam or even close a game at the end of it there's no trust in the bullpen right now so maybe you're trusting your starters a little a little more than you would you know normally Uh, yeah i can i can agree with that i I would say for the most part too like haven't they been leading almost a lot of these games and just ended up they're blowing. in games. They're yeah, they're in, in games. games. So that, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw a little bit more optimism about this as well, too, is that they have been in a lot of these games and it could have gone either way. Obviously, it's gone like a terrible downward spiral, but 
you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, Hendricks coming back and crochet looks like he's doing pretty good as well too. So we're going to have help coming here soon. So like I said, we're going to have an easy schedule going into May. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm not promising anything or I'm just not, you know, I, I just want to see how this rides. You know I'm saying? Like you, you have these games that it, it you could win these games. Um, and I'm just, like I said, I, j- I just hope it changes like in May and they, they just have a better record than they did in April. I think I'm 100% holding Johnny responsible. If the White Sox don't turn this around, it is all on Johnny. Uh, so <laughs> everyone know that. Uh, I might even make a koozie and sell it that says this is Johnny's fault. <laughs> it's on you, Juanito. It's on Johnny. I like it. All right, pretty. Do, it for jo- do it for Johnny. Do, yeah, it, for do Johnny. it for Johnny. I like that. Print the shirts. <laughs> uh, before we get into the nonsense, because there is some nonsense to talk about, um, I got this DM by Aloha Mr. Hand. Uh, by Jason. <laughs> I, I've got this a bunch, and it's something we should probably talk about. It's the quotes that um, Jerry Reinsdorf had earlier oh, today in a meeting uh, or in a conference, if you will. And they are about as maddening as you would expect. Um, I, I highlighted a couple. I'll read them out for the people listening on the podcast, even though Jason usually uploads the podcast. So I don't know how many podcast listeners we will have, <laughs> but I'm going to read them anyway. <laughs> Sports is different than any other business. For example, your competitors are your partners. You earn probably half of your income in conjunction with your competitors. At the same time, you you are at the mercy, mercy of your dumbest competitors, particularly in baseball. If you have someone who decides he wants to spend $42 million on a second baseman who hits 202 and one comes along for you, you're going to probably have to spend the same money. The whole thing is irrational. So my question to you is, when has he spent $42 million on a second baseman? What are you talking about, Jerry Reinstart? I think he's spent $42 million on all the second basemen uh, since 2012. Since, since he's owned the team. Since he's yeah. owned the team, he spent $42 million on second baseman. A little rough. Um, yeah, that's <sighs> just basically his That's his scapegoat. That is, that's him saying, you know what? They're spending too much money, so I'm not going to do it. You know, I mean, fuck him, fuck him. I'm okay. I'm. I got the Saturday fucking rage going now, <laughs> Dougie. Dude, I read two. I read two of those fucking quotes, and I couldn't read anything more. Well, uh, I got more for go you. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead, please. My approach has never been. I've never really cared about making money. I just want to win. Now, <laughs> I can't even get through it. Now that's not what I wanted to do in business. The first week I was in sports, somebody said to me, if you listen to the fans, you'll soon be sitting with the fans. So that's the one that really stood out. That's the one people were quoting that he said he's not not in it to make money. He just wants to win. Um, One championship with the White Sox since in his tenure that he caught lightning in a bottle in 2005. I talked to my wife about it this week where you can't replicate. You can never replicate that championship. Um, they were in first no. place from the beginning. They just caught lightning in a bottle, like I said. Um, other than that, he's got nothing to show for it. But he's not worried about spending or not making money. He's a he's a, a win first guy. I I would a hundred percent agree with him that he does not worry about making money because he has tons of money. Uh, he bought something for thirty million that's now worth in the billions. So like he doesn't even care about money. I get that. I don't think he's really concerned about like winning either. I think he's worried about like as long as his investment is sound and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing because there are so many things that the White Sox could do better by spending money to get more people in to make the money. 
Like, like you know, like, I, and I, I pointed this out, I think, last week or something, and I was just like, you know, if, if Jerry had agreed to letting the vendors have handheld credit card machines in 2021 before the playoffs, they would have made hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars selling alcohol to everybody that was in those stands. He did not. They, we had to go up and stand in a fucking long ass line in 2021 to get anything. And it, and it was like, this is makes absolutely no sense. Like, why are they not doing this? And then right before the playoffs, they're like, oh, it's going to be the playoffs. So we're going to give everybody these these things. Well, they didn't upgrade their, their internet. So half the time they worked and sometimes they didn't. And sometimes the 108 got a bunch of free beers and sometimes we didn't. You know, sometimes we paid for it <laughs> because the thing's not working. And the guy's like, eh, it's not working. I don't know. You guys drink them. I'll get you next time. You know, and then he just keeps going. So I, I don't know if he necessarily does care about making money, but I don't think the desire to win is all that high either. Uh, no, not not at all. We've seen it firsthand. Um, the next one. Sports is a business of failure, but the fact that you finish second or third or fourth it doesn't mean you had a bad year. <laughs> I think it's important. It's an important thing to the fans. Why they want you to win championships. They want you to know that when they get down to the last month of the season, you still have a shot that you're playing meaningful games. If you can do that consistently, you'll make your fans happy. That drove me nuts just because he knows he's dangling that carrot. And he's said these quotes in the past and, and yeah. people make, uh, it's it's not a secret that he's like as long as you finish second everything's fine yeah he said that he's before it's frustrating because obviously my sex summer you're a season ticket holder yeah. dougie you're you you spend all this hard-earned money we're by no means rich none of the none of us but we spend our money to go see this team and he's okay with coming in second or third because it doesn't mean that you're a failure. And that and that's why you nothing's going to change until that that regime is out. And it's like And that's fine, right? Like that's we know that going in. Like it's it's out there. And Jerry has put that out there enough that people know like, hey, you know, it was sad because we just got over a 10 game skid and like there was a little bit of like happiness like kind of sneaking back in like you know what hey it's may it's a different month you know we're on back on we're gonna have some different teams uh jerry's in the jerry's at a media event and telling everybody that they're fucking stupid and he does he likes to win and just spouting off all this bullshit and so it just kills whatever momentum they had yesterday and that's got to be frustrating for your front office at, at, at 35th and shields because you're like dude we just launched the the Cinco de Mayo ticket packages for 505. People are not going to buy those now <laughs> because great. you just said you don't even care. Like you literally told everybody that you don't care, you know, and it's I I don't know. It's rough. It's so rough. I feel for those guys over there and I feel that Jer you know, Jerry doesn't when he doesn't talk, he he's fine. But then when he starts getting into this like stuff, you're just like, "No, I know why you don't talk. Please don't talk yeah. more." Keep and it, it shouldn't be surprising, right? We know this is who he is. We know yeah. that this is how he thinks. It's just frustrating when he's actually talking about it to a live public and it goes viral and we all have to see it. Um, so that sucks. Uh, one last thing about the Sox, because my Sox Summer, you did some investigative journalism. You did a little did. Walter Walter Jacobson, <laughs> Chuck Gowdy style uh, uh, investigation. Uh, what did you find about the vendors at, so uh, the, at, at Sox Park? 
So my girl works in the uh, Jack Daniels uh, lounge area, and she's a bartender. And uh, I was I was told falsely that they had uh, Blue Moonlight Sky over there, and they do not, um, which is a bummer because that's the only beer I'll drink now. It's probably good because I am a, a gigantic uh, weakling when it comes to beers these days. And I just don't even like the taste of beer sometimes, um, like even a High Life, unless because it's not cold, it's not hot yet. I think once it gets hot, like maybe it will be better. But like right now, oof. so. I go over there and I go to talk to my lady because it's not busy. I was like, hey, let me ask you a question real quick. And she's like, absolutely. I'm like, you guys get the tips, right? And she's like, yeah, we get the tips. She's like, we split them among all of us, but we get the tips. I'm like, okay. I was going to make sure. I go, what about all the food workers? Do they get the tips too? She's like, yeah, everyone does. She goes, but you know what? You She's like, you shouldn't be worried about that. I'm more worried about getting a better hourly wage because they give us a, a subpar wage compared to the food people. Because they're like the bartenders and stuff are a part of the union. I'm assuming with the vendors, and they get a commission off the products they sell, but they also get a lower hourly wage, and then they also are they get their tips. So, like those people like are needing like those tips. I mean, mm-hmm. and and like I said, the, these people are like, well, I'm not spending, I'm not going to tip twenty percent on a uh, twelve dollar beer, and I get that. Okay, whatever, but you could give them a buck. You know, or you give them two bucks, you know, and if they sell a hundred beers and they get an extra, you know, a hundred bucks. I mean, that's a good day, you know, for those guys. And yeah. I know, especially in 2021, when we weren't there for the entire year in 2020, and then these guys had to figure out what they needed to do because they don't just vend at the Sox Park. They vend at Wrigley, they vent at United Center, and they vent at the Bears games, and they did not have those jobs going in 2020, right? They lost the Hawks, they lost the Bulls, they lost the Cubs, they lost the Sox. How is this person supposed to be making money? So like, when we count back in there, we're like, I want to tip these people because they stuck it out and they came back you know, to like right. do this because that's what we need that person. I need that person there to give me my beer, to give me my drink, to give me my fries, you know, whatever. Um, but I, yeah, people were very upset like with that. And the one guy was just driving me nuts. He's like, it's a $6 overpriced beer. And I was like, okay, but I mean, then don't, then don't buy it. Right, just fine, right. or 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 don't tip them, but don't be like I'm just not going to tip them because the owner, you know, or DNC like makes this price, right? It's like ah, it's just not right. Like restaurants are the same thing, right? Like I could get that steak for six bucks. Uh, why am I going to spend thirty? Well, because you know somebody's I'm going out and I'm having a time. You know, it's an experience. Yeah. And this same with a sax game. You know, people there's a lot of places you can be cheap, right? You go to Morton Dogs, you can pick up some burgers, you can whatever, walk in there, you can save $15 right out the gate, right? You don't need to do that. But then everyone's always like, oh, I just need that ballpark dog. Well, okay, then you're going to pay a little extra for it. Give them a buck, you know? Like, just, you can do that. So, yeah, everyone's getting their tips, people. They're splitting them. And I've, I've heard the people say that, because one of them, my wife got told that too, is like, we don't get the tip. Well, they do get the tip. They just have to share it with everybody else that's in the, in the group, which is sometimes good because I see people busting their ass in some of those stands, and I see some people not busting their ass. So it's, it's unfair if the person that's not busting their ass is getting three bucks and the other guy's not. So I don't know. I, it, it's good to know that they're doing that and, you know, Let's not let the, the rumors get totally out of control there, White Sox Twitter. You did a great job. Great investigative journalism. <laughs> big big J journalism, my Sox summer. I love it. <laughs> Although, Bruhan Luke makes a great point. Tip the more than dogs, guys, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aloha, Mr. Han. 
he's a dirty motherfucker because I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy because okay. he always buys stuff. Right. And so I'm like, I'm buying you lunch today. So I buy him lunch. And then he starts throwing all this cash, you know, because he's loaded. He's throwing all the cash into the Morton Dogs thing to make me look like more of an asshole. And he's like, <laughs> I got the tip. I got the tip. And I was like, you just tipped what the whole meal cost. But thank you, because those guys are awesome. We, yeah, there they, will uh, be... Save my... Go ahead. They, they saved right, my life on they saved my they saved my life on Sunday because I was hurting and I went over there and got one of the uh steak egg and uh uh breakfast sandwiches or whatever. Oh, that thing was fucking pretty big. Yes. They they they, yeah. they hook you up. Um they they're good. And I and like I, I told them, you know, this after this first week, I'm like, you, you guys do enough business, you probably don't even need to advertise with us. But I like that you will give us money. Uh and so we will turn <laughs> your schedule because it's nice. Cause and they're those those burger I would eat the double burger with onions and bacon like every Sunday, after every Sunday soak until I lost all the weight. Now I'm down to the cheddar brat. You know, just a cheddar brat and those fries. First time I had their fries yesterday, mm -hmm. unbelievably good, so good. I I, ha I actually had them a couple of weeks ago. It was the first time I I tried them, and I I had the cheese dog, and I had a uh, chili cheese or a chili cheese dog, and then the fries as well too. Everything I've had so far is great. I, I, it is. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So I I love those guys, and they're, I mean, it's just if you haven't gone there, go check them out. Please. Neighborhood guys. Yes. And yes. just they're even there. Like they were saying <laughs> they do better on the weekdays. Like when the socks aren't even there, there's people just coming through because they know they're there and they're like, I'm going to go get a dog. And they do. So, I mean, they're, I, I, I like them. And I thank you guys for letting me let's talk about them for like five minutes. I will uh, make sure they Venmo you some money. We like food. <laughs> what can we say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jax is in the comments saying transition to the 90s uh, album talk. Uh, we were going to do another segment before that, but I guess we could transition now because I, I'm going to mention it um, off the top. I'm trying to load the slideshows. Johnny, mine and yours just not working. Something's up with StreamYard. Um, so we're going to start with That's Doug. a shocker. So, so that's my, I know StreamYard has been so bad for like the last so like great. six six weeks or so or probably like two months now it's just been garbage so uh bum of the week early bum of the week stream <laughs> um, but we're gonna power through johnny you have your list i have my list on my phone so we can just power through but we'll start with dougie because i do have dougie's um albums loaded and ready to go um so that's my question of the week we talked about um last week about high school albums and i know my sock summer you're uh you're a big music guy uh, we talk about it during the 108 weight loss and we all had our, you know, like our music playlist and we would all comment and, and, and kind of post it and share it with each other. Um, so, yeah, uh, my, my, you know, I, I said alternative, but that was more just like a general term. I, I said the caveat would be like anything that's played on Q101 or 103.5 before it turned into Kiss FM, because I feel like... Uh, we all grew up listening to 103.5 when it was The Rock 103.5, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so Dougie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, so starting at number five, uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Uh, just absolute banger. The whole album, whole album's great. Uh, it, you know what? For me, the whole thing was I didn't realize that half of the songs were about heroin until, like, <laughs> I was later on in later out much i was innocent i was young you know i'm just like oh my god man what the fuck's a black hole sun but it sounds cool you know <laughs> it is cool so, until it's not yeah yeah until it's not yeah <laughs> uh so my fourth album is uh limp biscuit three dollar bill y'all uh man hell of yeah. a hell of a pick 
just a yeah. just an all around top to bottom like fabulous album. It is, it is, it is. You know, you gotta gotta have some faith. Uh, my <laughs> third <laughs> third album is uh, Pantera because oh, every yeah. once in a while you need that punch in the face, and uh, that that was uh, one of my first um, one of my first like real like heavy heavy concerts. I went and saw the Extreme Steel tour at uh, at then it was it was still the Rosemont Horizon I think at that point. Um, yeah. Holy shit. That was, that was a wild concert. Uh, I, I never would have gone and seen Pantera back then. And there's no way I would have gotten killed. Yeah. It's like, how old were you, Dougie? Like 14? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like right around there. Yeah. Yeah. So actually uh, total you wild weren't story. 14. You weren't 14. Where were you born? We born in the seventies. <laughs> 86 86 i'm nine years older and like i had this album when it came out shit there was 13 like when that this came out yeah i feel like and i had it and that's, that's why i was like when you, when i saw that you picked it i was like this yeah. is i mean this this does like to me still says that it's still alternative because yeah i was i was all into everything else too like all the standards and then i had this record because walk was just yeah, it's oh, just yeah. a banger. Bang I think it's yes. a banger. Johnny, yeah, who I was mean, the, the who who came out the walk? Rob Van Dam. Yeah, Rob Van Dam. No, yeah. no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Wait, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, trust e- me. Oh yeah, you're, yes. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yes, e- it was. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of Sandman. In ECW. Oh, that was Metallica. Yeah. Oh, that was Metallica. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's how I got into Pantera. Obviously, I'm a big wrestling fan, and and Rob Van Dam would come out to walk, and I'm like, holy shit, this is for real. It was good. Yeah. Still a great record, too. Oh, yeah. So, oh, man, you're not going to show dick dick? Oh. I don't know. I don't know the rules about YouTube and live streams and baby penises. So I had to use my own judgment and go with it's this. probably a good because, move. Yeah. So, so you definitely have so before, best ideas. Before I move <laughs> on you. to that Nirvana, I, I, have to, uh, I have to tell you guys a quick story, real quick story. Um, so I was at the Extreme Steel Tour. The first band to open for them was Static X. Okay. Oh man. So Static X. Yeah, they're good. Static X is they're on stage and everything like that. They're you know you see the flashlights, so they're getting up there. Drummer gets on his riser, and people are just throwing shit. And I see this glow stick come from the crowd, and I'm like, holy shit, that might make the stage. And then I'm like, holy shit, it's definitely going to make the stage. The drummer sits on his drum riser, gets hit in the forehead with the with the glow stick falls off the drum riser and is out fucking cold oh my gosh yeah so he i'm seeing this whole thing you know play out or whatever so they had to have the roadie drum for them for that concert it was fucking the wildest thing like to see it from point of almost throw and just watch that thing go 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 and then smack right in the forehead and it wasn't probably like the whole weight of it it was probably just the he didn't see it coming and got hit and then freaked out and went back right off the riser oh my god so, anyway yeah that's that really set the tone for the concert that's for sure uh, yeah, that slim jim right. guitar player in that band right like he had the slim jim yep, hair yep. this is like whoo, you know straight up yep, yep. Yep. i remember yep, that dude yep. SP, SPF's yeah, in static. the comments static x fan yeah fun yeah, fact fun fun baloney fact uh we used to do like uh backyard basement wrestling with my uh, high school friends i used to come out to push it by static x that okay. was my entrance that was my entrance song 
totally not surprised <laughs> yeah. you and your friends were wrestling in the backyard. I, I'm just not surprised at that whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing, man. There's a lot of people that did that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Doug. I'm stepping yeah. all over you tonight. No, so. no, it's all good. I'm stepping all over this show. I apologize. No, that's what okay. we're here for. Okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. All right. Talk about the baby, Dougie. Right. <laughs> all right. Yes. So, Nirvana. Like, I was hooked on Nirvana the moment that I heard them. It just was a different sound. Like it really set the tone for me. Um, and then years later, uh, I ended up getting a copy of Kurt Cobain's notebook that they published into a yes. book. Have you guys seen yep. this? Yeah, I own it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like before that, I was like, you know what? There's no way he killed himself. I read and looked at all of his shit. I'm like, he may have done it. He may have killed himself. <laughs> like it's, it is very out there, very out there, but um, yeah. Nonetheless, um, and then my number one uh, was Corn uh, Follow the Leader. Um, I absolutely fell in love with Corn. Um, I I have seen Corn probably, I think it's either twenty seven or twenty eight times. Jesus fucking Christ! Um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I still go see them. You know, they're losing some steam, but you know. It is what it is. Um, but yes, this this album, uh, and I know we were talking about it uh, last week, Johnny. The music videos off of this album were unbelievable. Uh, Free kind of leash with that whole bullet in reverse, like going through the whole thing. I mean, and it was hot on MTV. It was like a number one song yeah. for, you know, X amount of weeks and everything like that. And mm -hmm. it was beating out like the Backstreet Boys. So that was even more you know, my sister's got her fucking pop magazines and shit and all the, you know, fancy boys. And I'm like, yeah, my fucking band's beating the shit out of yours. You know, like it was awesome. Uh, I think and... I, I think uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think one thing oh. I really liked about that video, because since you brought it up, is Tom McFarlane was the mm -hmm. one who directed that as well, too, and did the, the animation of it. Um, he's the one who pretty much created Spawn. So, um, yep. but yeah, I mean, I was. I didn't even put it on the list because I saw you put it on the list, but I was a huge corn fan as well, too. I mean, their first four, I would say their first five albums were great. Yeah. Absolutely. I would, SBF, I was not wearing Crocs coming into the ring. You <laughs> might have, though. No, Crocs <laughs> didn't easily spend back then. Oh, All right. Yeah, uh, so. Good list, Dougie. Uh, we've got yes. uh, My yes. Sock Summers ready to go. Yeah. All right, well, that's uh, that's Pearl Jam. That's Versus. And uh, you'll notice a trend. Uh, with, for me, I've noticed for time with myself, if I, I don't understand an album or don't like it when I first hear it, it's a really good album. And Versus was definitely that record because this was not 10. This was a little bit edgier and it had some, it was a little bit more raw. And this is uh, this is a go to definitely in the gym when uh, I need to like like feel something a little bit more like that beginning those drums in that beginning of the of uh, of go are just great so uh, I love this album uh, it, it's definitely probably my favorite of the first three uh, anything after that for Pearl Jam is a little eh, a little miffy for me but like that definitely is good uh, we'll go to the next one number four yeah. Before oh, we go, go to the next one, it just yeah, sorry. it just surprised me that this was the Pearl Jam Pearl Jam album you picked. Like obviously we all have <laughs> our own different tastes, but I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, I liked I like verses. Like it just I don't know for some reason it, it's like when I'm I, I thought about this for a while and I was like I gotta you know I'm not like oh I gotta do my '90s ethos and like be like pick really not cool records you know or or off the wall stuff i was like i got to pick stuff that i actually have to you know that i really really like so i had to think about it 
And then this is one too. Like I just remember, I mean, a guy was making this in some graphic arts classes. Like he made a notebook with this uh, image on it. And I was like, I need to listen to this record. I just have to try it. Right. I didn't even know what it was. And I think like that wasn't the first time I heard him, but like I, I only had dirt and I think I had man or the um, facelift. Um, and we saw Allison Chains live at Lollapalooza in 93. And wow. after that, like, I mean, this, I still come back to this, this record a lot because I, I love it. I love Rooster and, and just, you know, just seeing like Allison Chains live, I think in 93 and they put on a show like they had the they had the curtain up at you know was world music theater at the time yeah the and they world. were shooting yes. yeah they're shooting their logos on it and then I, I i just boom it's white straight up and lane staley is like right in your face and they're just screaming and the guitars are just hitting and it was like that was something that like the 90s there were still some theatrics in the shows which was great like you know like these guys are they're 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 fucking professionals and they know how to put on a show and they definitely knew how to work a crowd uh and get out there i, I just allison change dirt rooster when carlos rodan used to walk into rooster it'd just be like this is just the best like he i, I forgot I, I forgot he did that yeah i mean that was his that was his call and it like was so great to hear that like <laughs> this is like okay we're getting we're kicking it all the way back so yeah allison chains unplugged great too you know jar of fly is great like they had good ones but dirt for me was just front to back like the best i just loved it all right so i gotta ask you a quick question sure uh, yeah go ahead. allison chains or nirvana unplugged which one was better you know that's really hard um motherfucker dougie because I, th- I feel like <laughs> i just had this conversation yesterday but i want to hear what mss has to say I, about I, this. Okay. I, i'm like my natural so i own i only own allison chains unplugged i don't own okay. nirvana unplugged and maybe okay. it's because it was just so pushed out there and like it was like in our face constantly like oh my god i saw that so many times on mtv like it was, it was too much. Like, but one of my favorite songs by Nirvana is "Owl Apologies," and that version, mm-hmm. the acoustic version, is one of my favorite. You know, that's yeah. good. the The electric version is awesome too. But like, the that acoustic version of that song, like, is just so soul. Like, it's just soul. Like, I love that. I love that jam. It's one of my favorite songs. So I, I I'm gonna go with Allison Chains, but I don't think it's because it was like a better you know performance i think it's just like yeah. something in my head from the 90s like is making me think no you can't you can't pick that <laughs> for some sure. reason i don't know I, I think i think i think that when they when they opened up with nutshell i think that just like really just it, it just opened everything up about that unplug with allison chains i mean i i think it was beautiful like he just everything about him like i'm jealous that you went to go actually went to see him live like, yeah, I mean, it just it it sucks that a lot of these these musicians and singers they they passed away, you know, w- w- with whatever they went through their, during their life. But I'm man, I'm I'm jealous, <laughs> dude. But, um, we had, and this is this is sad, and I'll just throw it out there, and I yeah. have to apologize to my friend Matt, uh, but like was the best man at my wedding. I was you know best man at his wedding. We could have went and saw Nirvana in 1993. They played the Palmer Auditorium. Mm-hmm. I think it was 1993. Yeah. And it was October. We were juniors in high school. And he was the last person to turn 20 or turn six. 
So the last person turned 16, so he didn't have a driver's license. So he needed one of us to drive. They were playing on Friday night. It was the homecoming game. And we were like, I was like, oh, man, we got to go to the homecoming game. We can't do that. And Nirvana's going to be on Lollapalooza in 94. Like, don't worry about it. We'll see him in night. We'll see him in Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like, no, man, I want to go to this show. And he's like, I can't fucking drive. And you guys got to let's just go. Let's just go. And I'm like, man, I don't I just don't I don't want to do it. I want to go to the game and I got the dance tomorrow and all this stuff. And we didn't go. And it was like written down as like one of the best <laughs> shows Nirvana's yeah. ever done Shit. at this small ass place. And then like, what, four months later, like he kills yeah. himself. And my yeah. buddy was just like, fuck you guys. Like, you, you guys just totally screwed me over. We'll never see Nirvana. And we never, you know, never oh, got to see Nirvana. Wow. So, yeah, wow. it was it was just so brutal. So brutal. But, yeah. How was the dance? Uh, <laughs> shitty. It was 100% <laughs> shitty. You chose um, poorly. Oh, the girl man. was cool, you know? Like, and she was a fun girl. You know, it was like a good first girlfriend in, in high school. You know, like, yeah. serious girlfriend. Um, who we're still friends with now, you know, but she's, uh, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, God, dude, man, you got so many hormones and emotions when you're, uh, juniors in high school, like it just didn't go well. So I did get to see like a lot of good bands at that same place, Palmer Auditorium, uh, you know, got to see, uh, Smashing Pumpkins when they were on their, their, another album will come up too here in a second. Congrats, uh, congrats on the HJ. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh, no, that did not happen, sir. That did not happen. All right. This one. Now, this is hard because James Addiction is probably my favorite band ever. And, like, I, I'm trying to pick one band. But this, their one album. and this, But this album is, like, definitely the best. Uh, to me, it's the, it's the heavier edge of all of the uh, James Addiction albums. Like, it, it's a little bit more raw. I felt like uh, Nothing Shocking was just a little too spacey. Uh, it's a spacey recording. It's like more 80s guitar sound. It's not as like edgy. This one is just edgy. There's like a crunch. Um, and plus, you knew they were pissed at each other and you could feel it. And then, then they're just, and then they broke up after this. Like, and like, cause this, this record, Classic Girl, I don't know if there's a better song than Classic Girl. Like, it's probably one of my favorite songs. Uh, Treasy and I got to go see them at the Metro here. Um, I don't know, like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, probably five years ago. And uh, they had, uh, like, they played three days, you know, front to back. And it was like, you know, 10 minutes. And then watching Dave Navarro, like, sing, swing girls that are hanging from hooks out of their skin across the stage <laughs> while they were playing three days. It was just like, it was nuts. So I've got to see them, got to see uh, Jane's Addiction a few times. I saw them on their first relapse tour uh, in 97. Uh, Doug was 11. Um, and I'm going to James Addiction <laughs> concerts, and uh, I, I like like this is I've told this story on our podcast, but you know we don't have the same audience. Um, we go in, I go to go buy tickets to James Addiction Relapse Tour '97. They're playing the Aragon Ballroom. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. Motherfucking goddamn Garth Brooks is fucking selling tickets the same day, like at you know the fucking Rosemont Horizon. There are 87, and I'm in DeKalb, Illinois, because I'm going to NIU. There are 87 fucking cowboy hats in front of me, waiting to get in line, you know, <laughs> waiting to get Garth Brooks tickets. And not only did they sell one show for Garth Brooks, they sold like five or seven. I mean, it was in fucking insane. So I'm waiting through this whole thing, and they're like, "No, man, like." they're like oh he's released another show so they just kept selling more and more garth brooks tickets and i'm in the back going i just want to see fucking the, my favorite band ever that broke up as soon as i got into him uh can can i please get up there and like by the time i get there i was like hey you got james addiction 
at the Aragon, and the guy's like, no. And I was like, that sucks, because I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. And in college years, oh. that's like four hours. So no. I'm like, just standing there. That's so anyway, That's brutal. That story so resonates. That, that, that story uh, resonates with all of us, though. Sorry to yeah. interrupt, but like uh. we used to stand in line. Me and Johnny used to stand in line at Carson Peary Scott for Ticketmaster. Yes. Tickets. Oh yeah. Saturday, yes. Saturday mornings, ten a.m. And it could be anyone. It, you know, all the concerts opened up Saturday morning at ten a.m. Yep. So there's people standing in line for Q101 Jamboree and and Mary mm-hmm. J Blige and everything in between. And you're just standing in line at a at Kansas. a department store trying to yeah Kansas <laughs> trying to get uh yep. trying to get tickets. They used to do, at our place they would keep coming in line like in Sterling they would come down we had Bergners we didn't have Carson Perry Scott because we were special and they would come down with like like metal tags and you'd have to draw out of one so you could be the twentieth in line and get still get number one so it was awesome oh, so it was like shit. it didn't even matter when you showed up That's like cool. they're just like just get here at like you know quarter to ten and we're gonna draw numbers and then you get in line and you go in so that was fun that was nice but uh, yeah so Jane's addiction like a buddy who's like still a good friend uh let me borrow his car drove all the way into aragon parked somewhere i don't know where and then scalped a tick a 20 dollar tick i feel like i scalped it for 100 bucks and this guy's like follow me took me into an alley i'm like i'm gonna fucking die but i'm gonna get to go <laughs> see jane's addiction and that'll be fine and he sells me the ticket and i'm like all right I, this looks legit so i give him the money and then i go get in line and i'm making line like i just randomly run into like upperclassmen you know from my high school and i was like oh this is cool and get in there some guy steps on my foot gives me a joint so i smoked the joint and then watching i think goldie was the first opener and then smashing pumpkins came out and billy corkin oh, was like 100 yeah. percent full drag and like he's just ripping this ripping they just played a great show and then James played right after him. And it was, I don't know, those that relapse tour, they had Kettle Whistle they released after that. They would just, it was a really good record. It was all their old stuff that they just kind of repackaged. But uh, they, they had a good, that was a good concert. Flea was playing bass with them. So it was it was pretty dope. Um, That's what uh, Yumper is in the comments. James Addiction bassist Flea, favorite member. Yeah. Well, he was this that year. Like, like he toured. Eric Avery was definitely awesome. I, just, I fucking loved him. Um, and then yeah, Siamese Speaking dream. Of which, like this is this is probably like the most pivotal record probably for my life because front to back this album is just a great story, great songwriting, great guitar playing, and not like so ridiculously hard guitar that you could actually figure it out because it was like I got this I could could play power chords and play Smashing Pumpkins like Siamese Dream. Uh, uh, Cherub Rocks, the first song I ever played on a guitar. So I just, I just fucking love this record. I, I love, I love, I love the Pumpkins. I especially loved them back then. And like, yeah, just one of the greatest. I don't just love the great, love that record. Can't even tell you like too much. And then the the last one, um, not my. I mean, these are like five records. They're they're not in any order. Jawbreaker is definitely not my top top album of the '90s. Uh, but Dear You by Jawbreaker was like kind of like a good end for me of like the nine like mid 90s like we're getting out of the alternative and moving into more like emo like emo, kind of stuff for sure and for this to be like such a regarded album you know by all of this whole genre of bands that came after it right like i didn't know jawbreaker punk band like i knew jawbreaker here and then listen to the punk stuff and this record as a guy that was in a band that played cover songs like just total like just great lyrics 
I love Jawbreaker. Loved his next group, the uh, Jester Brazil. Like, just love. I love Jester like, Brazil. I just love Blake. And, like, would see him at, like, the shittiest clubs in Phoenix, you know, and, and like, just just great shows. Always a great performer and just felt so bad for him. And it was, like, the guy you wanted to call all the time and just be like, are you okay? Because you really sound sad. Like, this is all so sad. <laughs> like, every song is so sad. And, like, when you're, you know, 19, 20, 21, and you're just getting your heart just destroyed, like, every every six months, like, this shit just speaks to you. So, yeah, Jawbreaker, Dear You, like, constant rotation. I know that they had Save Your Generation was a video on MTV, and my buddy, Matt, his sister bought the record and hated it and gave it to us. And I remember playing it the first time because they were going to open, or the Smoking Popes were going to open for him. So we're like, oh, we should listen to these guys because we're going to see them. And we listened to it and we're like, fuck the Popes. We want to fucking see these guys. These guys are awesome. And then they break up almost immediately after the show. It was just like, it was so horrible. But yeah, man, I love, I love Jawbreaker. Oh, it's faux. So apparently, <laughs> like, job. So so Blake is like Glenn Porter was the original drummer in an Alkaline Trio, mm-hmm. and he was good. That guy rips. Like he he was one of the best drummers. I, I think I one of the best drummers they ever had. Um, and he uh, was dating this girl who's a photographer, and <laughs> Blake steals her away from him, and they're on the same record as Alkaline Trio, or their record company is the same with Alkaline Trio. And Glenn Porter sends him a box of his human of his feces to Blake for stealing his girlfriend. It gets back to the record company, and the record company is like, "Listen, we're gonna drop you because we can't have this Damn. crap going on. Like, no pun intended, but we're gonna kick you off of your record label if you don't get rid of him because he just pissed off a guy that's one of our top guys, right?" And so they kill they like Glenn Porter gets like dumped out of the Alkaline Trio. And goes on to do a, a plenty of other things, but like gets kicked out because he sent shit to a guy, which was just, <laughs> just so funny. Like, and I, I like I've heard it like several times, right? Like, it's not just the, the, the Spoh's have probably heard it even more because he's a big alcoholic and trio guy too. But like, my God, like he he just like you sent poop to a guy and you get kicked out of one of the bands that just becomes so huge. You know, it's just sad. It's sad because he was a good drummer, such a good drummer. So I'll transition into my five because uh, as the quote-unquote emo guy in the group, I resonate with Jawbreaker. I love Jawbreaker. I like Jets to Brazil and Pedro the Lion, all that early stuff that ended up being what emo in like the 2000s are. Um, So my first one, Johnny, I know we have a similar list. Actually, it's the only one on similar list. And again, blame StreamYard, but our albums are not on. Uh, it's What's the Story Morning Glory by Oasis. I've talked about it. We've talked about Oasis a bunch on this podcast between me and Johnny. Um, I'll pay any any amount of money to get those motherfuckers back together and not fighting and be able to see them live because we were too young to see them the first go around. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade when this album came out, and it was like the album of the summer at that time. Um, so yeah, I love Oasis and, um, I would like to see them live before I die. And who knows if that's going to happen because the, the Gallagher's are sons of bitches. Basically. I saw them at a twisted Christmas, like a Q101 twisted Christmas, with like Alanis Morissette and white zombie and like, Oasis yeah, we, I there. used to go, I'm I used to go to all zombie. the Q, Q101's Jamboree. I went to Jamboree 97, 98 and 99. And I saw a bunch of bands like that. But I never yeah. went to the t- 
the Twisted Christmas songs. Yeah, it was odd, but yeah, they were they were. I I had that record. Um, I, I I'm embarrassed to admit how many tears I cried to uh, Wonderwall. Um, there you go. Because that was like freshman in high school or freshman Who in college. It? Who has freshman it? in college? Like, yeah, so bad. And uh, but yeah, you know that that record was a great record like for them and and yeah and like but the live show to me like wasn't i mean it was it was probably good but like it's not like memorable like white zombie was more memorable which is weird but they just they were so crazy like so i'm sorry i'm sorry that i have that experience peter and and you don't get to have it if i could give you my experience like if we were in the matrix or something i would let you download that experience because i i'm not even remembering it i dig it um, my next band so is a band that I've seen a bunch, and Julie will tell a story that I turned into a fangirl, like as if it was Taylor Swift and or BTS or One Direction, and it's Gavin Rosdale and it's Bush, oh 16 Stone. I love 16 Stone. The first time I heard the album, it's because of my Uncle Paul, and I'll tell the story. Our Uncle Paul is a big reason why we got into alternative music and music in general. He would take us to live shows when we were younger, like really young like seventh grade and stuff um and he went to florida and i'll i'll tell the story because i remember i was probably like 13 at the time he's like i heard this song at a strip club and it was come down by bush and he's like <laughs> and then he bought the album and then he let me borrow the album so he's like That's i heard awesome. this song at a strip club in florida and it was awesome and then so bush 16 stone man I, dude glycerine machine head come down like it just like hit after hit after hit so years later julie and i were at the world seeing them and he does this thing he still does it to this day where he just like runs into the audience and kind of goes around and sings songs and, and and he came down our aisle i don't know what happened i i mean he's he's fine i don't think he's like a handsome man I, apparently i turned into a fangirl and i like left and like tried to grab him <laughs> i don't know what happened julie julie tells the story better so uh, yeah i'm a gavin rosdale fanboy basically i um, did that so with white socks dave once like i just saw him and <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey <laughs> grab him uh, my uh next one my third favorite 90s album and this is where we get into the more slower emo er thing and it's weezer the blue album um Weezer was the first band I heard where they're singing not about things I didn't understand. They're singing about Star Wars and they're singing, singing about, yeah. you know, like doll, like collectibles and, and different things. And I'm like, these guys are famous for singing like this. So I I'm, uh, you know, obviously Buddy Holly and Sweater Song and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, it resonated with me as a at a young age where it's like, wow, it doesn't all have to be like real, real me, like mean or heavy things. Um, and then my second album is why I said motherfucking Dougie. Um, it's Nirvana Unplugged. It's probably the most uh, the album I listen to. <laughs> so I listen to that thing like straight from the beginning where you hit the acoustic because it's so different. It was the first like really acoustic album I had ever heard where it's like you mm -hmm. hit the first acoustic song on uh, about a girl and the crowd goes crazy. So it's like one acoustic strong crowd goes crazy. They sing it. And then from there, I was like hooked. So yeah, uh, like about a girl, I think Svo or someone was in the comments talking about Penny Royalty. Um, the Man Who Stole the World. I didn't even know that was a, a, a David Bowie cover until way later when, yeah. like, when I grew up, basically. Um, but I, I, that album, um, 
it was just like something so different compared to what I was used to from Nirvana and just music in general. And then my last one is a big reason why I just got into it's my first album ever, my first CD ever, uh, Green Day Dookie. I think that really set the precedent to what I listened to in the 2000s and, and even to now with the Alkaline Trios and Taking Back Sundays and yeah. all the emo bands. Um, it was it was Green Day. It was pop punk, if you will. But that Dookie album was the first CD it's I good. ever had. And I still listen to it to, to this day. It was a great record. Like in yeah. the blue record was good, too. I mean, both bands that I like I've heard about and found out about through MTV when MTV played music like that. I mean, that's crazy. And it's like foreign to people. But it's like the sweater song video made me go out and buy the blue album. The long view or I think it's long view. Yeah. Long uh, view. You know, video from Green Day made me buy that record. You know, because it was like, oh, man, this is dope. I got to see what this is. And, it, and then only find out later that, like, Green Day, like, 100%, like, beyond the behind the music, you know, when they was around VH1. Like, that's when they sold out and everyone hated them. So they, like, they had their, their they had this huge fan base. And then they were like, they were like fuck this. I'm, we're going to go make some money. And everyone's like, no, no, fuck you. We're not going to follow you anymore. And then it just became the hugest band ever. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, Johnny, what do you got? All right. Well, I'll do this uh, pretty quickly, but uh, number five is uh, Pablo Honey from Radiohead. Um, I know a lot of uh, any Radiohead fans will probably say, you know, OK Computer or Kid A, which are great albums as well, too. But this is this is what really started Radiohead. And it was not the experimental portions of it. It was just good fucking music. And I loved everything about it. Um, So, I mean everybody's going to probably have their own like opinions about, you know, whatnot with Radiohead. They're all great albums. Don't get me wrong, but like this has started, this is what started Radiohead. Um, number four is uh sublime and it's a self-titled album sublime. God, I love that. Album. From, love from that beginning, album. from beginning to end, um, everything about that album. It's one of my top 10 albums of all time. Um, Cause like I said, you could, you can listen to from, from beginning to end. Um, it's sad. And obviously we've been talking about it um, w- with a lot of these bands right now with, uh, you know, Kirk Cobain and Lance Stanley, Brand Noel, Brand Noel was such a great voice. Um, I, I just thought that, you know, he, obviously he had his issues and whatnot. Um, but, you know, obviously I wish they had more, they had more, um, they had more albums. A lot of these guys, I wish they had more longer careers, but obviously, you know, all this stuff happens and, you know, RIP to Brandon Noel. But, um, but yeah, Sublime's uh, definitely uh, up there. Uh, Oasis, Wait, I, I've. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Is that Get Him MSS <laughs> opposed to know. Sublime? So he, no, I love okay. him. I love Sublime. He knows okay. I love Sublime. Um, and I'm, I'm more of a 40 ounces of freedom kind of guy, but uh, I, I love all their shit. Uh, I, I think he, he thinks, <laughs> he thinks that I like Kid A by Radiohead and he's 100% wrong. I'm a Pablo Honey guy through and through. Thinking okay. about you might be one of the most, like, one of the like, most perfect songs. Just love that jam. Uh, and, and like, I like from that. I just looked up the track listing just to make sure I had the right name. But yeah, I love that. Uh, the self-titled album, I just, I don't know. It was good, but like, again, everything was a hit. Like, there was a hit, hit, hit. And they're like, this dude's dead. And you're like, this sucks. And then I just, like, you get that raw, I like the rawness of like um, 40 Ounces of Freedom. 
I love uh, the uh, Saw Red. Oh my God, Saw Red with Glenn Stefani might be one of the like, like another perfect song. Like just great jam that will just get you right into the flow. But but no, you, but you guys are younger, so like that, it's different. That was like, going to be my argument. Different. That's that's yeah, my argument. Different. Is that we grew up right when self titled blew up. You know, like yeah. we didn't know Forty Ounces of Freedom. You had to go back and find right. out about it later. So like you know. Yeah, the age difference makes a makes a difference. A huge difference because, yeah. like, I, I when Dougie said "Never mind," like literally "Never mind," great record, front to back, great record. I hated it when I was that age because every <laughs> fucking song was on the goddamn radio. When In Utero yeah. came out, I was like, I like this because they didn't play any of that shit on the radio, none of it. Like, rate me. They're not putting rate me on the goddamn radio. You right. know, like, yeah, like they did it eventually just, though. There was yeah, well they did, but it's, it's this '90s etho thing. Like people, I don't know if people get it. Like once it became popular, we were like, "Fuck that!" Like I don't want to listen to that anymore. It was weird. It's it's a weird thing. Treasy still has it. I have gotten over it, but Treasy still has the '90s etho and uses it in the 108 stuff a lot. He's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't say that I like that now." Not to people, no. <laughs> but yeah, the Sorry. age thing's a big thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. Know, I'm right. I'm totally no, throwing no, this off the rails. No, Johnny, no, 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 but no, it's good that he mentioned that because I, I get that too. I, I love sublime, any sublime whatsoever. So like, but yeah, it's, I, I think it is like an age gap where, you know, when I came into like, same thing with like Green Day or, or, or whatnot, it's just, I just think that, um, yeah, it might be an age gap. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Their own it's still a good yeah, so um, obviously we talked about Oasis. You know, what's the story of Morning Gourley? I'm not going to really get into it because we pretty much talked about it. So um, one of my favorite bands of all time, again, another another guy that we lost too, uh, too soon, um, it's STP, The Core. Um, I love that album from beginning to end. It was one of my favorites. Obviously, Peter mentioned our, our Uncle Paul here. He was – I listened to when uh, he used to live upstairs from my grandmother's house – and he played plush and i just like what the fuck is this like i was just so like into it and i had to pick up this album and i actually luckily i was able to actually find the vinyl record as well too um because it's not something where you could find like you know it you could probably pay a whole bunch of money and, uh, to try to get this but um i found it i love this album from beginning to end so i'm a huge stps fan as well too um and then finally um MSS, I know you were talking about the Smashing Pumpkins. My favorite album. It's probably another age gap uh, type of thing as well, too. <laughs> but it's Melancholy, you know, and the Infinite Sandus. Um, a lot of people were saying um, that what they were doing to do the double album uh, was pretty much. I didn't. I wish. It, it was it was going to kill their careers. Or it was like, you, you're, you're going to fuck this up. Like, you're, you're on such a high right now, which are other first albums. But why are you doing this? To me, I everything from the first double like the, the albums were, were fucking great so um I, I just i i love everything about them from beginning to end on both albums as well too but um that's one of my favorite and you get you're getting back to the whole thing about mtv as well too when they came out with tonight tonight that was like a that was a fucking awesome video the, yeah mean, that, that video that one like yeah so i mean videos made also the tracks as well too and like i said it's a huge age gap of where we're at with a lot of the younger people as well too but i fucking loved everything about like that album so it was um, a good record yeah. yeah yeah and i just listened to like what went front to back on the both the double discs 
And yeah. I didn't skip anything except for James Ehi songs because they suck. Yeah. But, yes. like, he, it's like, other than what that. What a loser. Like, you know, like, he's he's such a great guitar player. It's like, stop, stop yeah. trying to sing a song. You you know. But, uh, no, that, that record, those records were good. And, and, and it, I, it definitely, it hits different now than it did back then. But it's hard. It's hard to follow up, like, a Siamese dream, which is just, like, I feel like a masterpiece. So, like, you're already gonna be weird like it's so he had changed enough but we saw them when they, they did like the opening before they released the double album they played a bunch of shows and bullet with butterfly wings was on mtv so we we're like we knew the zero thing and then when we saw him at niu they played an opening show there like five dollar tickets got to see him be, like play the double album well parts of the double album and the old stuff before it and billy comes out and in, in, in the zero get up with his head shaved and we're just like what the fuck like this is insane and we just went nuts like it was it was a great show um i i don't remember much of it but i just know it was a good show and like we we're, were amped and ready for that double album when it came out because they just they were raw man they they back in the day the pumpkins could put on a good show or they could put on a shitty show i don't know where we read that it might have been like metalhead or some stupid magazine but like we got lucky because we saw them so many times and we saw a good show almost every time and then i saw zwan play one time and i fucking walked out because they sucked dick so <laughs> i couldn't yeah, no, i couldn't do good. it like they like that it was we were at like an inland invasion thing and like there were such good other good bands too, but yeah, it we, was yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't do Zwan. Sorry, I sh sorry. Billy. I should mention that the Zero shirt. I mean, everyone had a Zero shirt in, the, oh, yeah. in like the late or mid '90s, early '90s. That shirt was awesome. All right, um, one last segment before we bump some people and Let's do it. Jason tweeted it out, and, and I knew it was going to be true, but I said it wasn't going to be true. We're going long. We're we're at an hour twenty. Um, <laughs> we still got another segment before we're we bump fun. some people. We're having, a good we're having time. fun. It's yeah. a Monday. We're drinking. Right. Can't complain. Um, Socks are on a one game winning streak. One I mean, game winning streak. We're <laughs> celebrating today, baby. I'm they fine. didn't play, so I mean that's almost like a win. Didn't point. lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I love your guys' segment on the One Away podcast, where it's this or that. Where you talk <laughs> about the stuff you've sold on eBay, and, and they have to kind of guess what's more expensive or not. I had the idea because you're on and you're the yeah. reselling expert, if you will. We had Roxy on last week, and and she really got into vintage shirts and and all that kind of fun stuff that's in right now. Yeah. So I thought we can do a little antique roadshow, Pawn Stars kind of. You're the expert. We have junk in our basement. Let's see what we can sell and what we can't sell because I, I mean, feel like there's some stuff that, like you know, where might be valuable and we don't even know it. So I'm going to start with Dougie. Dougie, um, what's your item that you think? Hey, let's pop this on eBay and and see if we can make some money. All right, so I have a few. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start with uh, let's start with this guy first. So I went to uh, Derek Jeter's last game in Miller Park and they were selling these pennants uh -huh. with the dates of the series with cheers to the captain. I mean, okay. It's mass produced. It's weird that it's the brewers with uh, Derek Jeter on there. I wouldn't put anything by the brewers though. They, they do anything to make money. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say probably like 15, 20 bucks, maybe, maybe, okay. 
Like I but I think it would probably sell, but it's just a weird it's weird. It's weird. Right. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna look and make a note to look that up though. Two dollars. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't Did you look it up? on it. No, no. I mean I didn't oh. look on eBay intentionally, but like I was trying to look it up online and couldn't find nothing on it. Uh, you know what I learned from Chuck Garfine? Never try to look anything up on your phone while you're live on a show because it just doesn't okay. work very well. Um, he tried to show us this picture one time when we were doing the three things, you know, one of Beef Loaf's great okay. ideas. And um, okay. he was like, oh, let me look this up. And then it's like just a bunch of dead air. And we're like, Chuck, you're killing us. You're killing <laughs> us, Chuck. So, but yeah, I think I'm going to say max 20 bucks. Okay. Not even. All right. So this 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 <laughs> next one, I'm going to play to your heartstrings a little bit. Okay. An original. Ooh. Oh, baby, baby. See them. Tag, this tag, tag protector on it. Tag protector. It's the rooster. Now, I, and this might be giving away too much, but like the tie dye ones like that, they usually sell. Mm -hmm. People love that shit because Ooh. the colorways are different. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking you might be able to get 10 bucks, maybe 15 shipped. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Now, uh, let's see here. We're going to go with the. It's a good move, though, with the, you... with the rooster. Yeah. Do you guys know who Don Newcomb is? He played baseball. He did play baseball. Yeah. He was the first ever Cy Young Award winner. Oh. In 1956. And he has it inscribed, first ever Cy Young Award winner. Did he sign on the top? Did he sign his name on his sweet spot? He, yep, sweet spot. Is it authenticated? No. It's 50 bucks. Maybe. Okay. I'm going to pay 50 bucks. Do you know what? Because like, people are weird about that stuff now. Yeah. They're, they need like authentication for some reason. I don't need it. Because I'm like, why is somebody going to have a fake Don Newsome, you know, like, right. like ball? No. You know, that's not happening. Like, so. All right. That's cool. But this that might be worth bill. way more than that. Who knows? This is a twin bill. And these are authenticated. From the uh, Division Series Championship and the American League Championship Locker Room Celebration Champagne Bottles from the White Sox. Those are cool. Yeah, those are easily. Yeah, you could sell those pretty well. I, I think I saw somebody selling one for 75 or 90 bucks. So I think I think you could get, you put them as a pair. I'm saying yeah. 225 shipped. 225 shipped your, is your high. 25 shipped. Yep. Okay. Here we go. This is another one that's going to play to your heartstrings. <laughs> a Mariner the Moose bobblehead. And it is number 93 out of 150. Okay. So is it a bobblehead of the month? It is, right? It is a bobblehead of the month. Yeah. For, so, I believe it was July. Yep. So those are, those are limited and they don't have very many of them. A mascot bobbleheads do extremely well i don't know how much those go for but i know that like the southpaw bobblehead of the of the month ones and they're about the same you're talking about 125 150 bucks a pop yeah okay with a box yeah so i have i have could one even be more because the team's good okay i do have the box still uh i do have one bullshit item that i just wanted to show off i have the wwf full metal cd oh man the original. <laughs> All right. Six last bucks. item. <laughs> Not Shit. one, but the two. 
Oh, Legion dude. of Doom wrestling buddies. Like <laughs> those things, I don't know how much they're worth, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you get three hundred dollars for the two. Like okay. I sold, I sold a um, big boss man yeah. wrestling buddy. Like you know, was it? What were they called though? They were were these called wrestling, wrestling buddies? buddies? Yes. yes. And yeah. I yeah. I bought it for twenty five cents at a thrift store in Rock Falls, Illinois, oh, and I sold it for like a hundred and fifty bucks. Wow. So okay. yeah, I and the Legion of Doom is way more popular, and I think as a as a duo and having both of them, man, that's that's yeah. three hundred bucks easy. All right. Well, that is that is what I have for you. Those are cool. I love those things. The, the, that that shit. Like I look for those doing the stuffed animals. Those and Ribby and yeah. rhubarb, like old socks mascot ones. Like I look for yeah. those every damn time. Never see them. Never see them oh, yeah. except that one time that big, big box man. And I bought that motherfucker so fast. I had to stop myself from ejaculating when I saw it. I was like, Oh no, don't do it. Don't don't tell people that this is worth something. Yeah. Because they were like, hey, give me $5. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, got me. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, th- I think you're muted. Oh, yeah. Baloney, you're muted. You're still muted. He's still muted. Still muted. No, you're I was fine. about now to say, talking about My Sock Summer coming, I'll change the logo. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, good job. Good job. Yeah. No, all right. I'll go next. I actually Johnny, ejaculated. Not coming. Ejaculated. Tomato, tomato. Thank you, Jim. Johnny, I know you got good stuff in that basement and the, in that attic because I'm jealous of all your toys ever since we were little kids. So I'll go next. Uh, my first one, uh, we're talking about the retro stuff. This is a sentimental jersey or jacket for me and Johnny. It's a Blackhawks starter jacket, original from the 90s. Um, not only that, I'm going to mention it. This starter jacket is the reason the Blackhawks won three Stanley cups because we called this the rally jacket. And whenever okay. they were down in the playoffs, we would wear it. Johnny's worn it. I've worn it. Jason's worn it. Jason's dad's worn it. Like everyone that I know has worn this jacket during the playoff run. So this is worth uh three Stanley cups. So keep that in mind. What size is it? Extra large. Yes. But a, a 2X, 3X kind of fits in it. So okay, it varies. Because they are big. They are actually they, big. They I run big, yeah. I have a 2X Bulls um, one so that I bought just recently from a buddy. But, yeah, that that I, I would think pre all the bad news that came out with, <laughs> with the Hawks, like you're probably doing like 125, 150. Now you're probably like 75, 100. I know. They fucked me. They, they, I know. I mean, it's, it's sad because you see them out there. But you know what the thing is with those jackets? If they're in good condition, which yours looks like it's in very good condition, like they're worth, still worth something because there's so many that I see that are totally trashed because people got that jacket. And even Eat then, it. it was like a $75 jacket, like in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, yeah. they, like they were expensive. They were not easy to come by. And people wore that jacket till the fucking like the the arm fell off or they had huge gaping holes in it so like yeah like to see them in good condition is 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 awesome like that's right. they, they definitely have some money we're gonna talk gaping holes we're gonna go back to the bums after dark <laughs> no, i'm just kidding uh my next one is something we've talked about and i have a bu- i have two totes full of them um in my sex number, you've kind of given me some ideas about it. It's starting lineup figurines. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, the Jeremy Roenick here. I've got a Boomer Esiason. 
Randall Cunningham. They're just they all vary. They're all yeah. kind of different. Bruce Smith. Um, I have this one that's uh, Michael Johnson, the track star with the gold yeah. shoes, and then uh, Scotty Pippen. That, I mean, they're all they all vary. They're all they they're do all starting lineup figures. The Jordans are worth something. Like you can still get like twenty five bucks for a Jordan. Um, the uh, eighty eight oddly the eighty eight like um, jazz players like Stockton Hornacek. I don't know if Hornacek is on there, but Carl Malone. And like, like Mark Eaton or I don't know who's the yeah Mark Eaton. Um, those things are worth like a shitload of money, but they're rare as fuck. Like you can't find them, right? Mm-hmm. So I came upon a a whole house sale of uh, starting line figures. There was like eight thousand starting line figures there, and oh, my daughter, shit. my Damn. oldest daughter, was with me, and I was in a and I had her strapped to my chest, and I'm walking through this entire house looking at all of these starting line figures, one dollar a piece. And I found the tub with uh, Kobe Bryant's, so like I bought, <laughs> I bought every Kobe Bryant rookie starting light up, sold them all, sold them all about six months before he died, and uh, could have made a lot more money if I had sold them Damn. after he died. But uh, before he died, I sold them. I got twenty five bucks a piece, which I thought was a pretty good, you know, turnaround from a dollar. So, but yeah, no yeah. starting lineups aren't worth shit. Um, right. you, but- you see them. My argument but, to that would be you only need one person to set the market. And Bruhan Luke is thirsty for that Michael Johnson. So now yep. <laughs> the ball is in my court. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, if you get five bucks for it, take it. Just take it. All right. Because they're like uh, there's there's groups on eBay or there's groups on Facebook. I belong to one on Facebook just to get like see what they're worth. I, man, I always look them up. They're always reject shit. They're just never worth anything. I'm like, oh my god, like that Randall Cunningham is cool because like he's like in his like a half. Yeah, that yeah, he's in the like Ezekiel Elliott jersey, throwing the, the ball, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It looks good, but then you're like, ah, last one sold for seven bucks plus three dollars shipping. You know, right. what happened? Uh, what happened to him? They just made I too many. They just got ma- mass produced. Same thing that happened to like yeah. all the Star Wars figures. Like well, Star Wars figures. Anything in the oh, 80s, yeah, post, like they're yeah, trying to make, post, yeah, making things that are like, like you know, supposedly going to be collectible but not limited. And there's just so many of them, like that's why all our baseball cards suck. You know, like what we need to have happen is well, not maybe not yours because you guys are a little bit younger, but like mine all suck, like 88 Donruss, like no one wants that yeah. shit. No one wants that. Mm-hmm. Like they they're worth less now than I paid for them back then. Like I, I need to throw my cards away. Just so that they'll become more valuable, like because then other people will have more stuff. They just made so many of them, and it was ridiculous. They ripped us all off, and we're we're fucking we're, we're idiots because we paid it. All right. Speaking of thirsty Sorry, fan bases, I'm picking this item basically just to see what the reaction upstairs is. Unopened, still in the box. Steelers alarm clock, uh, scoreboard <laughs> alarm clock, uh, for sale. <laughs> I would say because it's still in the box, it's gonna sell. And this because I heard in this in this podcast that they had a really good draft class. People mm-hmm. might be interested. But NFL stuff sells pretty good. I just sold a bear sensi, you know, with one of those candle warmer things, you know, like the like the plug in warmer where you put the <laughs> wax in. Like I found it at yeah. a thrift store for like five bucks. It sold like yesterday for thirty five. Right. So what? it was like anything. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. And no one's more surprised when some yeah. of this sell- shit sells than I am. 
You know, like I sold a Lebra too for a fucking Toyota Sienna minivan from like 2013. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> for like a hundred dollars, like this is, I'm like, well, come on, seriously, this actually sold. But yeah, I'd say like 25, 30 bucks shipped. Well, that's a problem because the original sticker is still on there, twenty nine ninety nine. Nah, yeah. See, you know, you got to take the, you got to take the cut, but you, you get some I'll of take it. Take a loss. Take a, loss take a little bit one. back. It Wait looks cool. Comments, it's going to be bad. Especially if you're a uh, Steelers fan. All right. I, I got two more. Um, one of them is a dual set. Dougie, you had the same thing. I've got two of these old school 80s. I actually got a bunch of them, but these two are signed. One is Steve Kerr and the Ooh. other is Scott Williams. I don't Man. know if you guys remember Scott Williams. I was looking, I was hoping for a Cliff Levingston God damn signature, but I didn't. Scott I almost, Williams and Steve Kerr. I almost want to say that Scott Williams' autograph on that finals one ruins the value of the actual pen. <laughs> uh, and I and it's it's sad because Scott Williams is probably a good guy. Um, I don't think that's probably worth it. I mean, it's probably like 25 bucks because his name's on it. Um, but I think without it, you might be able to get more, you know, like, cause he's messed it up. But the Steve Kerr one, I think is, is probably, might I don't be. know. Might I think you could probably do some money. Like I think between the two of them, 75 bucks shipped. Like maybe. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe, I'll a, take maybe that. a 50 bucks, okay. you know, maybe you could get 50 bucks for Steve Kerr. Cause yeah. he's still relevant, uh, with the golden state warriors and everything. And like. 90s bull stuff sells, man. People love that shit. Yeah, I've got a bunch of shit. Jordan ones. I'm not getting rid of those. I also have oh, yeah. a Jordan. I've got that Jordan uh, cardboard cutout, six foot tall oh. or six foot six inch tall. I'm never getting rid of that. I've gotten offers for that thing, and I'm like, no way. I'm never going to keep rid of that. that. Yeah, those things All are right, badass. Last one because you talked about this, and then the UDM dust recently, and I know how much this is worth. This is one time Chicago Fire <laughs> alternate <laughs> jersey. Um, I mean, I would sell the shit out of that. Like they got quickly. the Chicago flag on the side. It's got like I've a never seen it. Chicago sign line. Fun fact: yep. This was designed by um, a player I went to high school with. Um, Dude, he designed this. Shout out it's Freddy. a cool jersey, and you know that I just sold a like the the third kit. You know, one that yeah, that's I found a third for kit one. like five dollars. Well. If the IRS is listening, I found it for two hundred fifty forty dollars, and then uh, you know I, I sold it for like like it was just three hundred. I think I no, I sold it for two hundred. I paid like one hundred fifty. No, I bought it for five bucks and sold it for like two hundred dollars. Like these weird things. Like I've never seen that before, and I've seen tons of fire jerseys. I easily, I I think you're you're easily over one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Easily, yeah. easily. I'll take it. I'm not gonna never get rid of it, but I'll take it. <laughs> Never seen. I'd it. buy it just. For, I'd buy it for just for the quick roads guy because he's probably the next character that gets canceled. So that's a Matt, great point, Dougie. Matt <laughs> Ramsey might buy it. He's a big Chicago Fire guy. You know what? Oh, I thought I you were gonna say quick roads guy. <laughs> I didn't know that. You know, we we're in the one weight weight loss. I might never fit into this thing. That's what sucks. I mean, what is it? An XL? It's an XL, but it's super tight, like super yeah. tight. Yeah, that's how they give away XL. All right, Johnny, what do you got? Johnny, what do you got for me? I want to see all your cool toys that Peter used to fuck up when you guys are kids. Uh, well, yeah, well, one of one of them is not this one, but I have a uh, foam finger, a Macho oh, Man God. foam finger. Help um, I'm going to buy all of John. No, things. and let, let me put let me let me just put this out there. None of this shit's for sale. So sorry, <laughs> nobody's going to get this. But <laughs> I got I bought I got this at the Rosemont Horizon. I think it was like 1987. So got this foam Macho Man Damn. finger. So. I mean, that's awesome. I don't know what it's worth. It's probably like, I would say 50 to 100, but like 
that thing is awesome. It's just iconic, and it's just something that, like, I remember as a kid. Like, every, people just holding it up. They're like, I want one of those. And then you'd have to look in the WWE catalog, or WWF at that time, catalog. Yeah, the and catalogs. Like, I'm not paying $15 for that foam finger and then 20 to yeah, ship sure. it, and then I have to find somebody that has a check. You know, like, I, I don't, I can't do this. This is too much. That's yeah, awesome. Speaking, speaking of the WWF, I recently got this other wrestling buddy as well. Too. I know. I saw that. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Dougie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give this away. So. Those things are awesome. I love they are, them. They are. And I'm, I, I'm oh, once again, shout out to Dougie for giving me that. Yeah. The only difference I, between with the Hulk Hogan, though, the Hulk Hogan's got probably a bigger market, but there's more of them, so they're probably not worth as much as like yeah. the Legion of Doom. You know, I've like never seen the, the Road Warriors ones, yeah. right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, so it's just like one of those weird things. Like if you've seen it a lot, like like if they had a Miss Elizabeth one that wasn't like drenched, you know, in semen, oh. like you know that you you could probably sell <laughs> that for pretty yeah. good. T- today's like the anniversary of her death. Is it really? Oh, right. I'm not joking, dude. Oh, I'm so right. sorry. No, I'm, I'm so sorry. That off. Queen Elizabeth the dark is off. Shit. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. How, how did I de- just... Uh, man. That's just, bad t- that's just bad timing. All it right, is. let's move on to the next one. God. <laughs> All right, well, I also got a starter jacket as well, too. A Bears starter jacket that has the uh, fold... Uh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Bears logo. Hell, yeah. And that's starter... Starter. Is that poor line? No, it's it's uh it's starter. It's starter. that's awesome. Yep. Dude, did you guys wear these jackets as kids? Oh yeah. Or you just really oh, good yeah. Stuff? oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Oh, you gotta They're wear like them. perfect condition. Yeah. Um. So I got that. Um. I don't know if this is gonna be worth any money whatsoever, but I bought these thinking that maybe they would be. But I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Reservoir Dogs, but I bought the whole collection. Oh, absolutely. Um, I used yeah. to have those, too. Um, I still have them in the box, and I got the whole set. So I got the, all four of them. That um, I can't get the other one right now, but I got all four of them. Who made uh, them? Did, is it NECA? Is it NECA that made them or no? It's uh, Mezco. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're probably – I mean, I don't know, but having the full set – and they're probably like twenty bucks a piece, like when they came out. You probably easily get like fifty a piece, especially for the whole set. Yeah, probably like two hundred plus. plus. Damn. Yeah. Shit. No, they because that like in the box and like shit like that. Like, like I used to clean up at like Spencer's. Like when they put stuff on like their seventy five percent off clearance, clearance. Shit, I would buy like yeah. the uh, the Kiss box sets. You know, like the Alive. You know where they had like the the the. Like all the drum kits and everything, I buy them for like twenty bucks, and then like sell them for like sixty five dollars on eBay. Like it runs deep, man. I've been doing this since Arizona. I don't know if you guys know, but I used to live out west, um, and so like when I was out there, I like that. I would go to all the Spencers and just pick up yeah. all the clearance toys and just flip the shit out of those things. It was awesome. Well, a original piece of the White Sox, one of the White Sox original old Comiskey Park seats. Yeah, that's probably more sentimental than value because the the yeah. Sox goddamn charities keep selling those damn things left and right, man. Yeah, maybe like fifty bucks, twenty five, fifty bucks, you know. But it's definitely worth more just to have it because, especially with that that good green, that's the good green. I like it's it. Good green, yes. Um, I hopefully I can I can I can I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this because it's still actually, it's still in good condition. It's actually in plastic. But I have the oh man, dogs. oh yeah, yeah, um, that thing, hell yeah, dude. I went to it's some bullshit. Yeah, th- those are like those are like thirty five bucks. 
They're thirty five bucks. You'd have to roll it to ship it. But like, I bought a ton of them at this guy's like little table at some indoor fair or something for like two dollars a piece because I took all of them and there was like ten or fifteen of them and they were in varying degrees of whatever. I sold them all for fifteen to twenty five bucks a piece. So if it's in good condition, you might even get fifty bucks. But man, I love that that poster. My cousin had yeah. it. I was like, God, that's just a dope poster. Those so those old Bears posters, and then obviously all the Jordan posters, the 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 hands one and then the yeah. the one where the wing yeah the wings one um i would like to have one of those the dunk contest you know i oh, got yeah, that yeah, a lot of yeah he's i have, that one. One, yeah. I have yeah. that one in a frame i've had it since i was a kid it's in my oh, garage right dope now. those are so yeah. awesome they're so awesome finally last but not least because i'm a very huge fan of him he's from chicago he's born in the south side you know him as uh in rocky three clubber lang but oh, this yeah. is not the, but this is not Club Lang. This is just regular Mr. T. Oh yeah. Those are dope too. Yes. This is actually a toy that I got when I was two years old. So um, Dude, then that's the twelve inch. Like they had like the <laughs> I had the little guy. I had the little guy, his head broke off. I'd never been so sad in my life. Like it was a cool uh, yeah, no, that, that thing's probably like 25, 30 bucks plus chefing. Yeah, I love that. Those those are awesome. Those I, I that was all right team man that was that was dope so we got we got some good value here i think we can make if we make a chicago sports bums garage sale i think we might be able to make some money (laughs) somebody's got to pay for jason's italy trip i know right yeah like he's coming back with like (laughs) bottles of wine and everything else so yeah we'll bring the money all right we're gonna end this show quick we're gonna bum some people i think he's a bum I think he's an absolute bum. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum! <laughs> we always let our guests go first. My sex summer. Who you got? All right, well... Honorable mention, uh, most valuable bum of the week, uh, Caitlin Reeves, who brought a cookie cake uh, to the tailgate on Saturday. And they put it away before I could get a piece. And I was uh. like, I go, hey, what happened to that cookie cake? And there, and Sam was like, "It's in my car. Do you want some?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah. I fucking love cookie cake. I'm a slut for cookie cake." So he took me over to the car, <laughs> and me and Andrew, comic book uh, pump guy, went over and had a slice of cookie cake and just like ate that right before he went into the game. So honorable mention to her. Uh, my yeah. MVB of the week uh, is Park Operations on Saturday. Everyone got into the game at a, like in a reasonable amount of time, and if you wow. wanted that jersey, you got it because I got one, yeah. and I walked in like after the game had already started, and they gave me a jersey. Now, yep. I don't know if this is a direct cause, but they weren't checking tickets when you were walking <laughs> onto the first <laughs> level, so I think the two might be correlated. I'm not sure, but that's what that's my MVB of the week. I will give credit where credit is due. They did something right because there was thirty thousand people there. Like it was, it was a loud, raucous crowd. So I, I don't, or thirty thousand tickets sold. I don't know if there's that many people there, but they uh, definitely got everybody in, and, and I think everybody got their their jersey that wanted one. That was yeah. awesome. Hell yeah! All right, Johnny, I'm gonna go with you. Uh, yeah, real quick, my uh, what a bum is uh, some Bears Bears fans out there who were dissing the draft picks. Like oh, this yeah. is. This is definitely a process. So you have to be patient of what they're doing and what Ryan Poles is doing. So you have to be patient with what he's doing. And I, I thought for, you know, I know everybody wants the big name. They want Jalen Carter. They want that big name. I get that. Um, and that's def- definitely a need that we, we have, but 
like I said, we have a bunch of draft capital next year. We got a bunch of salary cap next year as well, too. This is going to take time. We will get that edge rusher. We will get that defensive tackle that we need in free agency or draft picks next year. So for those Bears fans, hey, let's let's take a step back. We're going to get there. It's going to be all good. So, um, And then my MVB is actually my Uncle Arthur. And the reason why I'm, I'm bringing him up is that, um, and Peter, you were there as well too. And I don't know if you, you heard, true. yeah, I don't know if you um, remember what he said or what, what he was saying, but um, yesterday, the reason why we were at, um, we had like a family get together is because my grandfather passed away um, seven years ago yesterday. And um, obviously the Sox were in a run. He was a huge baseball fan. And he, every time he would always give me shit about the White Sox all the time. He loved baseball. He just loved baseball in general. He was a Chicago fan all around. But um, my uncle Arthur, when it was seven to, I think it was like seven to four or seven to three, whenever they were losing, it was like the eighth inning. He's like, Hey man, um, I, I have a feeling that they're going to come back. I, I, f- I have a feeling that it, it's because you're, it's your abuelitos, uh, your grandfather. It's, it's, it's his anniversary. They're going to come back. And sure enough, they came back. I look yeah. at Johnny. I'm like, this guy's crazy. And then yeah. the strip club uncle. No, no, no. no it's it's another oh, damn. I thought it was more the same guy. I was like, God, this guy knows more things. Respectable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. Some stuff. No. Yeah. When he said it, and then it like things were happening, and I was like, "What in the hell?" And then that ninth inning happened, and I looked at oh, Johnny. God, we were all sitting insane. together, and I'm like, "This is crazy. This is literally crazy." So yeah, good, good call. I didn't, I didn't know we were supposed to do the good and the bad at the same time. Am I supposed to nah, do that? Yeah, yeah, because I have a bad one too. Oh, oh yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, the bum of the week, my bum of the week, then is park ops on Sunday because they shut down <laughs> half the entrances and there was lines 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 because we could not get in because half of the entrances were closed before the game even started so park ops won the first day and then fucked up royally the second day i was very mad on sunday walking in we had to go to um a fucking stadium club because gate three was open but there was half half capacity and there was like we couldn't get through and then three and a half was closed so it was like this is fucking stupid so a shit show yeah sorry no I, I mean i saw the pictures i saw people complaining about it so that's why i was surprised dumb. when you mvp'd them on saturday saturday yeah, was yeah, awesome some- we walked right in it was we just walked right in and they gave us a jersey i was like this is amazing it was <laughs> right. great i'm gonna go next because uh I had a bunch of slideshows ready, and StreamYard decided oh. not to uh, play any of them. So I'll go and I'll and, or I'll bum of the week StreamYard. Quick, StreamYard, you stink. Um, <laughs> MVB first one, Julie. It was her birthday this week. Um, on Saturday, we were supposed to go to the game. Sitter fell through. We couldn't make it, but we still had a fun time. We we went out. We had dinner. We had uh, we went to go watch a movie. So Julie MVB second MVB. Al, Marge, everyone that planned that tailgate that posted the picture, and I, I was going to post a picture up there. They set up a vigil for me like if I they was did. dead. I, I, I wasn't dead. I just I didn't have a sitter. There's like it, it looked like like I passed away, and people well, they wrote that pictures. on there Dougie, though. Dougie, you you the praying hands, and Dougie's taking pictures yeah. with. I'm like, what yeah. in the hell? I'm just missing one game. I'm going to be back next week. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's a victim I, of them kids. But, I love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, appreciate I, I made that. Yeah, you more. Oh, so it was you. you. <laughs> and then I bummed. I bummed the week them last week. So I'm gonna MVB him this week. So it's only fair. 
and it's Jason because we all know he's on vacation. He posts every five minutes about it. He can't stop posting pictures of Italian ding-dings. If you follow him on Facebook specifically, he just keeps taking pictures of Italian statues with penises. And it makes me laugh every single time. I'm a child, and maybe, and I had a slideshow to prove it, but uh, obviously, StreamYard again. So yeah, Jason, keep posting those ding-dings, because it makes me laugh every single time. Um, And then my bum of the week, uh, it's Jerry. The quotes, we talked about it earlier. Jerry Reinsdorf stinks. Um, And then I had a Steve Stone bum of the week, when then Lance Lynn clapped back, and he's eating a salad. I don't know if you guys saw that picture of, yeah. of Lance Lynn yep. eating a salad. I loved it. Yep. I'm like, that's the perfect clapback to uh, Steve Stone and all of his bullshit. He so, yeah. gets it. Lance Lynn he gets does it. Get it. He, and he, he, he plays into it. He understands yep. this whole thing. Like, yes. Okay, fine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right, Dougie. Close this up. All right. So so did StreamYard fuck up my videos? Nope. That's why I saved you for last. Beautiful. I got your videos ready to <laughs> go. Fucking love it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, so I'm going to start with my MVBs. MVBs, uh, yeah, it goes out to the whole ass crew. Uh, tailgate was fun. It was a great time hanging out and meeting a bunch of you guys. Uh, it's a really good time. Uh, second MVB goes out to more than dogs because uh, I think Luke's still in the comments. Maybe passed away. I don't know. He's um, probably just high. Me, me and, green green me and him, He's, he, who, dude, He'll be back. Smoke weed me and every him, day. Yeah. <laughs> Me and him ran into each other at the exact same moment. I had just ordered my food. He looked at me. I looked at him. And I'm like, you hurting? I'm like, yep. He's like, you hurting? I'm like, yep. We were both fucked up. We were real hard. And, uh, yeah, it brought me back to life. Got me through the game. So, shout out to those boys. Uh, And it was fast, too. I mean, it was all fresh and fast. Yeah, it was was really good. So, now on to my bums. Uh, I'll let Baloney get the clip. First one of the NBA on ABC. Yes. Did you guys catch that? No. Okay. So what I want you to do is pay attention to the video. Okay. At the end, Statue of Liberty and what buildings are in the background in New York? Oh. They are using... Last night, they used clips with the fucking Twin Towers in it. Oh, my God. Wow. Problem. I mean, problem. Seriously. Seriously, who, who? I just want to know who doesn't have a job today. There's an intern. There's an intern getting fired for sure. Yeah, I'm sure somebody got somebody's fired. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit. So there is a special guest bum. Is that from or a a special guest video? From what I understand, there is. Is that correct? There Um, is. Okay. Yeah. We're all, we're all familiar with Jason's vacation and his lemon tree, and he can't stop talking about lemons. Correct, Dougie? That is correct. So we reached out to the lemon tree. He wanted to bum Jason. Hey, everybody. It's Lemon from the Lemon Tree. You know, I was in the background of Jason's video last week. Well, since we're doing bums of the week, 
I'm going to bum your guy, Jason. This dude's been walking around all naked and hairy all week. Ooh, talk about things you can't unsee. Bum of the week, Jason. (laughs) So he'll be back next week. I'm sure the podcast is not going to go an hour and 40 like last week and two hours like this week because he runs a tight ship and I don't know what I'm doing. So um, I do that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We knew we were going to go long. I like that we go long. I sometimes, you know, he does run a tight ship. He, He sometimes, you know, cuts us off before we we expound on our things. But it's also a good thing because we don't lose listeners. At eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> ah, you know it's um, okay. My sock summer. We can't thank you enough. Uh, we obviously love everyone at the one away. You guys have been huge, huge reason of why we've done what we've done and um, supported us through everything. So um, obviously, we don't have to plug your stuff because you are no. the reason why we're all here. But plug your stuff anyway. I mean, if you're not tired of me now, we'll we'll have a live show on Thursday, and we go live at 8 p.m., uh, so we, you can tune in then. Um, and we also have uh, Terezi and Josh Nelson from Sox Machine do a uh, Southside Point of View. Uh, they talk about um, the Star Wars nerd shit. And then if you want to talk, which was so originally supposed to be a very in-depth um, baseball conversations, but it's just basically turned to beef loves three things without Treasy and my sex summer. <laughs> um, the Aju, he goes live before you guys, I think at 6 p.m. on mm-hmm. Monday night. So, uh, yeah. And if you're if you're looking to buy some random shit, just hit me up in the DMs. I got a ton of White Sox bobbleheads available. Uh, so uh, if you're still collecting that stuff, you know, let me know. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you guys very much. And listen. I don't go out on a limb for a lot of people, and I don't promote people, especially other White Sox podcasts, unless I enjoy them and ingest them myself. And you guys have done a good job. You have a very good canner. Uh, actually, that I mean, we can talk for two hours. I mean, that 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 shows you yeah. something. So you know, even putting Dougie in the mix, who's kind of ruined the flow a little bit, but not totally. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. He's still uh, you on know. interim basis. He's he's yeah. on the trial. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, he, he's he's beautiful and he's very bearded, um, and he's he's very too, he's very much very much too generous when it comes to things. So uh, I understand why you put him in there, but then just remember, this you know he's got to get his skills a little bit better, get better at the ball handling. So, uh, but yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on, and for, thanks for letting me like talk, you know, for like this because uh, Cherezy and Beef Loaf would never let me do that because they're dicks. <laughs> yeah, let let MSS cook. That's pretty. Delicious. Let me cook. Let them cook. All right, guys. Thank you guys enough. Thank you, everyone, in the comments. We'll see you guys next next week with Jason back in the mix. Dougie, Johnny, good night. Cheers. Cheers.